Superstar Hair Challenge. Hello and welcome to the Salacast on Saturday, the 28th of May, 2022. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. I'm a podcast. And Robert Kemp. What did you you say? You're a podcast. (laughs) I'm a podcast. (laughs) How did that happen? I'm going to be a podcast, yo. I don't know. Like, is it? Are we, is this? Are we getting into cyberpunk already? Are we like tr- transferring ourselves into some kind of digital audio form? Well, just like it's just like I'm wearing a GoPro, except you're wearing a microphone <laughs> for the whole day and constantly wow. recording a podcast. Constantly recording. It's like yeah, like live. Well, I suppose people do that. Yeah, right? like, <laughs> I mean that's not even that unusual. No, <laughs> it's just a thing. People have just like live streamed themselves, like walking around town. I feel like a podcast is usually pre-recorded, though, as opposed to a live stream, wouldn't you say? I mean, I suppose that's true, but wouldn't a podcast be... I don't know, what do you call, like, internet radio these days? Is it still called, like, shoutcast? <laughs> you or... call it internet radio, I guess. Is it, yeah, is, it, is that what it is? Like, internet, is, it, is it not just... Do people listen to internet radio? I guess, that what happened to that, like, Beats 1 or whatever that was supposed oh, to God, be? Oh, God, yeah. Like that Apple, Apple station. Music's, yeah, and they got, like... The biggest Radio One DJ to be on it, or whatever. Uh, Zane Lowe, Zane Lowe, Zane Lowe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All, right, all right, guys, Zane Lowe. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. That's probably like a whole thing that's massive that I just have no engagement with, like internet radio. I mean, is it massive? I, I, I don't know. I don't hear about it. No, you never hear about it. Like, surely, actually, no. even Apple wouldn't they like advertise it a bit if it was a big deal? They did then, and that seems to have faded away. Away. Yeah. What was it called? Beats One? Yeah, that's what I thought, because it was like Beats by Dre they owned, didn't they? Uh, or they still own. It's now it's now Apple Music One. It was Apple previously one. Beats One. Oh, they rebranded but, uh, it. Uh, and started six years ago and is still a thing. Yeah. Alright. Amazing. I mean, that's the only one I can think of that's like and and I have a, I didn't even know it had changed its name, so that's how aware I am of internet radio. I guess, I guess it's the only one of the actual radio. Well, you know, well, you know, I suppose all the other ones are like real radio. They're actually broadcast on radio, right? And they just happen to have an internet version. Oh right. Oh, you just going on like BBC Sounds and listening to Radio One? Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't count that as internet radio. No, that's, that's like that's internet. actual radio. They just happen to have a. Yeah. Like 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 real stations like Capital, I guess, and yeah, things like that. Um, but you'd think, like in a lot of countries, like the US and stuff, like the, the radio stations can only broadcast over a certain area, right? So, but with internet radio, they yeah, can, that doesn't stop anywhere. them. Though. <laughs> well, no, the US is well known for having all the local stations for TV and radio. Yeah, and they all have to have a, like a start of a K. <laughs> no, I think, I that, think that, there's a, two, isn't there? K specific. is like. K is like west of the Mississippi yeah, or something. Oh, okay. It actually means something. So what these what these four letter radio designations are actually like intended. <laughs> not just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think just, they have a meaning. It is weird. Like but that must be so confusing. Like you're listening to W W K W D or something. You're listening to KWA, KWAK, all ducks, all the time. I mean, it's basically just the same as ham radio, like, names, right? Where you have your designated name, which is very specific to your, like, location, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is the same thing, yeah. 
but shortened compared to all the amateurs, I suppose. If you're if you're a big big yes, radio station, you pay station, more to get, get the shortening. get the short acronym, of course. <laughs> yeah, like a personalised license plate. Man, speaking of acronyms, I, I don't know why I suddenly had this thought, but I was I was editing an image in GIMP, <laughs> as you right. do. Yeah, and I was That's like, what, does. what does that stand for? Graphics. GNU Image Manipulation Program. Oh, yeah, 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 that's yeah. what it stands for. And then I was like, okay, so then what does GNU stand for? GNU, okay. Is this one of these recursive ones? Well, yes, that is. That's the thing. GNU is not Unix. GNU is not <laughs> right. Unix, yeah. So, that's, so it's like, it's an acronym that contains another acronym, but it's a recursive acronym that contains itself. So it's like, it's three levels of dumb acronyms stacked on top of each other. Just keeps going. <laughs> it's like, and, and there's a lot, they're quite common in that kind of yeah. realm. Like, the rec- like isn't it wine, isn't it? Yes. Wine's not an emulator. Wine is not an emulator, right? Wine. Right, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, it's Windows emulator, <laughs> but they, they it's a backronym and a river and a the recursive acronym. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if, yeah, they probably could because, you know, they probably couldn't or didn't want to use the Windows trademark in their name. Yeah, like, yeah. That's so exactly. They couldn't, couldn't put it there officially. The thing with those like acronyms, these recursive ones, is they could have picked any letter, right? It didn't have to be GNU. It could have been ODU or... Yeah, but right. like, the GNU project was a like they had a logo and shit. So, so you know, you kind of want your presumably of a bird, right? Well, a really no, weird a, logo, a, a, it's like a smiling cow, cow thing. Wait, what? <laughs> of a GNU? Oh, I <laughs> thought. Oh, I guess I thought GNU was was a bird. No. Oh, I have to look up what oh, a GNU is now. It's a type <laughs> of antelope, I guess. I I would have said it was more like a bison. I don't know. Yeah, like a bison type thing. Oh, yeah, there it is. Matt, oh, right, yeah. that I have definitely seen that logo before. Yeah, yeah. That's because we're programmers. We've seen, probably yeah. seen it before, yeah. Well, normally you just see it in terms of licensing, right? You'll, yeah, You'll see exactly. like, a, like a, the GNU GPL or the LGPL. Yeah, they have their own license, yeah. Yeah, um, but but it's very rare. You normally see it just written out like that. You don't very rarely actually see that logo. It's a dumbass logo. Well, I mean, it is ancient. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. They haven't minimized their logo yet into just like a curve a horn-shaped curve <laughs> yeah it hasn't just been oversimplified into like some kind of fisher price shape yeah it's weird because like gnu's not unix because it's free right yeah. but unix isn't free but linux is free right so <laughs> But Linux so, was after Unix. After right? GNU, it yeah. Was, it was but, built off that free version, basically. I think so. But Linux isn't part of GNU? Or maybe it is now. I think it's like uh, it's on it's on like a sub-license level of it, where it's just like it's not as like open source as Unix or whatever. I don't know. I don't know shit about yeah. Linux. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's what that's where GIMP comes from. Bring out the GIMP. We've got to uh, edit some images. <laughs> Even if the GIMP is sleeping, I'm going to wake him up. Oh, man, GIMP is one of those programs that I know is hugely powerful, but it's an absolute nightmare to use. Yep. It's a total bitch, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm not I a really... huge fan of Photoshop and how you use Photoshop, but like even that's usable <laughs> in comparison More intuitive yeah. yeah at least photoshop like they they put thought into usability it's just that there's so many functions that it's you know photoshop's really had hard. plenty of time let's put it that yeah. way to try and refine how it works 
I feel like GIMP just doesn't care about usability. It just wants features. Yeah. On the plus side, relatively easy to just download plugins. That's <laughs> right. Be like, yeah. well, I need this to do this. Oh, conveniently, someone's already made a plugin for that. <laughs> so then you just run it and it does it. It's good. <laughs> mm. I need to export this multi-layered image as individual images of each layer. Just plug, get a plugin and do it. <laughs> oh, that's kind of neat. Yeah, I guess What it's... were you working on, Tag? Um, just random, <laughs> random file that I needed to edit down. Yeah, it's definitely... I guess it's because, yeah, every part of it is scriptable, right? Yeah. That was how it was always designed. Um, old school macros, but <laughs> perhaps not slightly more advanced than like a, like VBA for Excel. <laughs> but That stuff can get quite in-depth, though, can't it? You can go yeah. a bit wild with those macros. I don't know how much it. of that is available for, for Adobe products. Mm. I know there's bits of premiere you can run scripting on to like do video effects and stuff like that like if you want to do like um uh, i think when when i was using premiere for some of the earlier happy salad videos and stuff i think there were moments where i wanted like a camera shake effect and you could script that in to to you know so you, you could make a curve effectively in script to how it moved the camera around for you yeah. um which was nice so there's bits of it that are scriptable well, i don't know if it's like fully automatable to be like, run my fix my video script, <laughs> run enhance, <laughs> zoom enhance. Give me a hard copy right there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Control P print. <laughs> yeah. Automation. I think yeah. FL Studio has a fair amount of automation these days, but I don't know. Do you go in for out. any of that? No. Not at all. I mean, no. it, automation means a different thing, I guess, in, in music world. It's just like any curve you're programming into a dial. Like, that's just called automation. But like, I mean, like scripting and things like that. I think there's an element of that in FL now. It might be nice if someone ever was to go out of their way to make a uh, Stream Deck profile for FL Studio. That would be nice. Um, no one's done that. No, that sounds be... like something that should exist. Yeah, surprisingly yeah. not. There's there's like profiles for like DaVinci and mm. Adobe products and things like that, but um, Doors, uh, DAWs in general, seem to be a little bit lacking on that front. Mm, interesting. Maybe there isn't the right intersection of the... Because the stream decks are marketed to streamers, aren't they, I guess, which I guess would be more... Video, yeah, stuff. I guess some traditional editing, I suppose. But you know, There's you can no use. I don't know. Maybe their audio content they want to run through a door to refine yeah. and uh, process a little bit, but or maybe not. Yeah, but that's just the way the device is marketed. Like it's used, it's way useful for all kinds of things. Useful for everything, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, even yeah. if it was just like a basic um, hotkey layer, or hmm. you know, because. Uh, uh, FL is one of those programs that has quite a lot of contextual hotkeys. Depending on what window you've, you're currently using, the hotkeys change. Change, right? Um, yeah. That'd so be cool if on the Stream Deck the icon changed on the little on the button. You know? Yeah, you can you can have Stream Deck be um, program aware. So if you change focus mm. to a different application, it will swap to a different profile, but not um, within the program. But not within the program itself. Okay. No, um, unless you've got a full on integration with that program. Mm. Um, which you know, every now and then people have written things like that. There's some OBS plugins because OBS exposes like a web API, um, mm. so you could do fancier stuff 
by hooking into that. Um, like the Spotify, someone's written a Spotify integration that means you, could, if you register to be a Spotify developer and host your own Spotify app, you can um, Stream Deck can do fancy things like pull what track you're listening to and the album art and stuff like that, and um, you know you can do some smarter stuff with with it because there's a proper integration. Um, or I say a proper integration. There's a way to integrate. It's still a bit hacky, but it's not that difficult. Do more, do more cool stuff with Stream Deck, people. Yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool, cool device. device. Yeah. So you still feeling like a podcast then, Zach? <laughs> well, I mean, this podcast, I'm not sure. <laughs> this is, there's not much going on. I don't think. Well, in news, certainly, but in games, possibly as well. Yeah, it's, hmm. it's we're in, we're definitely into the lull before, um, uh, you know, E3 season. I'm kind it's of like it's like next week, isn't it? Like some of it. <laughs> yeah, yes, it will be June. Yeah, I think I think the Xbox Bethesda show is like next week or something. Uh, no, it might be the twelfth. Yeah, middle sounds more likely. Twelfth yeah. brings so about. This- Calm before the storm of news. Well, you know, I'm kind of waiting for a Steam sale to see if. Well, mainly I'm just waiting for a Steam sale to see if Rogue Legacy Two gets discounted again because I forgot to buy it on launch. On launch. Yeah, <laughs> likewise. I was, I was I was tempted, but missed it. Because you know, I kept saying that obviously we weren't going to play that game until it was out because it's a roguelike. Yeah, you don't want to spoil the content. You want you want, you want it to be ready and have maximum stuff. Although, you know, it's going to get updated a billion times. Well, maybe. Hopefully, less than Dead Cells, because I still haven't played that game. Right. Isn't that like an almost totally different game in some ways now? It's been updated so many times. So, was Rogue Legacy 2 early access and you're avoiding it? Yes. Yes. It's been early access for a while. Um, I see. Okay. But now it's out. A lot of people. The sentiment is that it's good. Yes, and that's that's why we because clearly we need to see that because that was like one of the first games that we ever talked about on podcasts and videos. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's it's got a it's got a, it's got meaning for Happy Salad. Yeah, like the first game of the year as well, right? Uh, maybe <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I mean I've got the list right here. I got. <laughs> Oh no, it's not the complete list. I don't think that's game of the year twenty thirteen. That's yeah. not old enough. <laughs> it's definitely not old enough. <laughs> I think it won though, so that would it, yeah, it definitely won the year it was in. Mm. I haven't even marked what year it won in twenty thirteen. I'm sure I've got better notes somewhere. I do though. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, probably not. Because <laughs> yeah, my notes seem to go missing at a certain point. Oh well, we'll never know. You can just look back on the on the Happy Sound site and find out for yourselves. Yep. Yeah, go listen click to all those old podcasts. Earliest, yeah. Listen to yeah. all those three hour long podcasts. You can skip skip to the end. Right? Well, yes, yeah, so if you just want to find out what the game of the year was. Yeah, if you don't want to know what the worst audio thing twenty eleven was. <laughs> <laughs> but some of the some of those early were there were some definitely some good years for like best and yeah. worst audio thing. And most graphics. <laughs> most graphics. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure we'll ever go back to a time where, like, we need to do our full-on goatees. I think that maybe that time has passed. I think so. I think we're I think different so. people now, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's true, and the industry is different as well, isn't it? I think. I feel like. 
long as they're still good games, then we're all good. Maybe they aren't about. good games this year. They've all been moved to next year. <laughs> Is that true? I, I, I don't know. May I may I cast your memory to Tunic? Well, sure. You've got eight. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty much top of the pile right now. <laughs> yeah, a strong one. If I get round to play that, I will agree. And then the official publications, it's already it's already Elden Ring at this point. I yeah. don't know if it's, oh, that's going to get beaten. How do I keep forgetting that Elden Ring exists? I don't know, like, it's everywhere. But yeah, like whenever someone mentions it, I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't think there's much chance of that not being Game of the Year and... No, pretty much everywhere. It's, it's probably going to be, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's a, a heavy hitter left this year that's capable of popping. God of War, right? Never know. Uh, yeah, I, I suppose. But I don't think that's going to beat it, even if it's another no. good God of War game. I reckon there's the, there's the probability it will. I think that and Tunic actually do it. But like some, some places will put that up above Elden Ring, mm. just because they're not from soft people. In the same way that yeah. we're probably yeah, not sure. going to do that. Yeah, well, I don't. Um, I think, like, the r- few remaining major publications have an Elden Ring person on their staffs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> much, it's usually pretty, one. Pretty much everyone does, yeah. <laughs> I suppose you have to... Like, if you if you're, like, have any weight as a publication... We probably need to have someone look at it. And technically, we did. We got a guest in. So, you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, and Kim has fucking loved it, too. So he did, yeah. If, yeah. if he was contributing to our game of the year, then maybe, maybe he wouldn't have a chance. <laughs> Happy Sad now has weight. Confirmed. <laughs> maybe we should bring him in at the end of the year just to bang on about the ring. Fuck everything yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Guess top 10. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. What with Starfield leaving the year as well, <laughs> that was never going to be a game of the year. I don't think. You, you reckon? Like, it's just too Bethesda-y. Yep. I didn't think that was going to come out. But I don't know. They put a hard yeah, date. Yeah, they put a hard date. I know. Why did they do that? <laughs> well, maybe that. I mean, maybe the buyout had some impact on that. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, I doubt it. Yeah, probably not. But <laughs> it'll be. It, oh well. Hmm. No, probably not. Because if it was Elder Scrolls, that got announced years ago. Well, I mean, mean, that was different. That was just they were saying they were here's the next game in each of these series, just to tell you that all of these series are still a thing. They're still a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Elder Elder Scrolls. They. um, I mean, that that was announced long after we knew Starfield was in development as well. It was it though. I think they were all announced at the same time. No, no, because it was that one E3 where they were like. It's uh, Starfield next, and then it's Elder Scrolls, and then it's no. We definitely, we definitely knew about Starfield before uh, Elder Scrolls. What is it? Seven? Oh, okay. Or, it, or is it six? I forget. I've lost track of the numbers. Six. Um, or maybe that E three was more just like six. Everyone already knew that there was going to be another Elder Scrolls, so we might as well just say that. Yes, yeah. we're obviously working on another. <laughs> yes, Elder yes, we're working on it. We've got nothing to show. And then Obsidian are working on one as well, aren't they? That's basically Elder Scrolls. Yeah, that doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was that was the same time that Microsoft bought Bethesda as well, wasn't it? Rough that year, anyway. I think. I don't know if it was that year. It might it have been pretty a year close. After. Yeah, it was, it was pretty close. Games, games. Have we got any non-game media stuff to? 
chat about this um, I suppose. I watched this Netflix anime called Yasuke. 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 Over, okay. Yeah, over the, over the last couple of weeks. Um, it's not very good. Um, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those shows that has like, has like a, a pretty what you think is a pretty reasonable setup in the and from the first episode alone you can sort of go all right this this is kind of cool so it's set in like it's it's uh, a black samurai in feudal japan is effectively its premise um at the who used to be a um uh what do you call it a, a servant of nobunaga um and his plan to unify japan um so there's some backstory there but now he's Keeping away from that past, and is and is and is a boatsman in a small village, keeping a low profile, like um, every samurai story, basically. Yeah, pre- pretty much. Yeah, he's, he's leaving that behind, but it, um, sort of catches up with him, um, whilst at the same time, uh, a mysterious lady entrusts you to help her and her weird uh, her daughter with a weird affliction try and get to a doctor in dangerous territory. Um, Except, of course, it turns out that by weird affliction, they mean magic powers. Um, oh, okay. And it's it's made pretty clear early on in like some of the flashbacks that this is a this is a universe where there's some form of magic in there as well. Mm. Um, uh, and they do they sort of do play the samurai shampoo card as well by making it a little bit hip hop infused in its in its feel yeah. and it's like perhaps a little on the nose for the fact that you're you know go having a black samurai maybe a little too <laughs> obvious a choice potentially yeah. but yeah. you know it was it was starting to like push push my buttons a bit it's like yeah samurai shampoo was awesome this 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 could go the right way um uh, and that 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 first episode basically ends in like a in a massive magic fight with. Oh, is it the first episode or like? Well, anyway, it very quickly starts. It might even be even be within the first episode. This is clearly one of those shows that didn't have many like, didn't really know what to do with its core premise. It's like okay, yeah, set up. You could have like a like a traveling journey where you know things happen and the bond between the two characters is built and da 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 da. Um, one of the first bad guys you see is a Russian for some reason who is like a massive lady and is after vodka in feudal <laughs> Japan. Uh, That's her goal, right? Um, finding vodka. Okay, she's accompanied. <laughs> she's accompanied by a goth girl carrying a scythe, um, some kind of African shaman with green magic, and uh, uh, and a robot, of course. <laughs> Right, of course. <laughs> a yeah, big sort of Japan. robot with a gun and jets and and it and it doesn't really stop there. Like on top of on top of all of that, there's also like some kind of I'm gonna call her I want to call her a bear wolf, but no, she's more of a werebear, I suppose. There's a there's a werebear. There's vampiric elements. There's a electric Just mix it all in there. There's an electric <laughs> priest. There's a spider lady. There is mind magic of sorts. There's light magic and dark magic and this mysterious green magic I mentioned before. And it's a lot. Oh, it's the astral a- plane is there as well. Exposition dumps about the astral plane. A mysterious weird fight in the astral plane where no one really understands what's going on. It, it loses its way. Right, that's kind of kitchen sink approach. Yeah. To- I got yeah. the, that sort of like 
Oh, do you remember ages ago I tried to explain what Batman Ninja was about? <laughs> right, yeah. And how it's somehow somehow a, 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 a what could have been a fairly interesting premise about Batman and Joker and a few other bad guys in feudal Japan sort of doing their Batman and Joker thing, which they totally end up not doing and ends up in a kaiju fight between a Japanese castle and a some sort of monkey thing like lots of monkeys band together to create a megazord <laughs> of sorts hmm. there's a bit in this film where they do the same thing almost there's like a like a like a green like green magic thing versus like a zord of human bodies that just conglomerates a, together it's like it's what's a, a zord sorry I've... oh a zord zords are like that's a power rangers thing right you know how they right. like everyone everyone oh, in power rangers had a zord and then they merge to form right. the, the yeah. sort of I, I think it was a was it megazord or something like that or right Sorry, yeah, I'd forgotten that it was called. They were called Zords. <laughs> uh, they, yeah, they do that as well. It's, mm, mm, I can't recommend it. <laughs> okay, I watched the whole thing, enough. but I can't remember. It's a mess. <laughs> okay, I am, so however, like three episodes into JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Okay, right at the start. Right at the start, series one, and that's a weird bloody show. <laughs> of course, it is. but I'm kind of loving it. Um. Apparently that's not even like this isn't even the good bit. Well, no, you've got to actually start to understand what the hell's going on before you can be completely fucked up by what's going on. It, it sounds like you've effectively got to get through like the first forty odd episodes to get get through the first two major arcs of the thing. Like the first arc is tiny, like nine episodes apparently, and then you get to a, like a Japanese season length arc, and then and then from there you've got a couple of seasons of what 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 I was reading online as peak JoJo. So I've got a ways to go before I get to peak Jojo. Mm. But it's already kind of nuts. Um, it's, there's just something about, like, okay, the first episode's a hard hard watch because it's it, it's 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 pure villain setup, and the villain is nothing but evil, and, like, everything bad that you could possibly happen, like, you could think of happens to Jojo, and there's no real upside to it. Like, it's all, it's all a bit, mm. oh, this is a bit, oh, this is a bit frustrating. You know, it's frustrating because it's like nothing good is happening. At any point, and it's um, it's just annoying. <laughs> it's like kind right. of in the sort of like, why are you doing this? Why, what, like, I know what, why I know why you're doing this, but you're like, uh, your motivation is very thin. <laughs> but why are you doing this? Ultimate- so you know that he's putting himself through this kind of punishment like, for a reason. <laughs> it's not even that. It's like JoJo's bit. JoJo, it, like JoJo's bizarre adventure, seems to be like entirely about the the feud between uh, a character called JoJo. Which is someone's name beginning with Joe, Joe Star, and <laughs> hence Jojo, and and a character called Dio, and how this feud carries on through generations of characters that all end up having the same name. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, at the start of this, it's just like the, the, the very start is just Dio being an asshole, like for an entire episode to Jojo for no real reason. <laughs> it, gets, it gets pretty dark. A dog gets murdered. It could quite easily just be one of those things where it's like all this stuff that that seems almost random at this point is totally going to become important. At some oh, point. sure, <laughs> I, I bet. Like, and it'll be like, like, yeah, there'll be like throwbacks and callbacks and yeah, but like references like, and stuff it's all gonna throughout. Be like retcon though, where it's just like there's no way that that was actually the intention of this at the time, but we're going to come up with this stupid reason in this future episode. <laughs> oh, maybe, yeah. I mean, spoilers, I suppose, if you're going to watch this first arc. There's already vampires. 
<laughs> it's got it's got vampires pretty quickly. It's got it's put put the vampires in the in yep. the sink, but it hasn't got the whole kitchen sink. Like we, haven't, we haven't got the whole kitchen sink yet. It's like and and the extra like what is great and terrible at the same time is it's a Japanese take on like Britain. So everyone's like oh, trying cool. to be gentlemanly, and the, and it's the the age of Jack the Ripper. And, and oh right, so is so some like, of the yeah. some of the translation here is great because it's referring to people as being like bloody nice blokes. And <laughs> is it like metropolitan, like L- London? No, well, White, Whitechapel. Or there's is a, there's it a more... small portion of it is, but it's like in a the Joe Star family are, are rich, and so they have like their own mansion somewhere, right? And it's not okay. really mentioned where that is, but it's not in London. Mm. But there's a. There's a um, a diversion into London for a bit, mm. or the London of this world, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, whatever the hell's going on. Yeah, it's it's weird, but it's immediately more. It's it's very fast. It's like the the cut the 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 the, the speed at which it moves is is rapid. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's super engaging. As I say, I'm only three episodes in. I only started um, a couple of days ago. But, and you have to get to forty to get to like yeah yeah <laughs> the start of peak JoJo okay but it's already mad sounds like a much better bet than the previous one than Yasuke or, at, le- at least Yasuke was only nine episodes long that's, that was that's right yeah, it had yeah. that going for it <laughs> were you aware of JoJo's bizarre adventure then Zach and, and well I mean if you're on the internet you can hardly not be aware of it because <laughs> <laughs> of memes. memes. I mean, and and we should be aware of it because there's a game coming out soon. I'm sure there's there's been more than one game of it. Yeah, but but but, but you know, news. There's a there's a there's a JoJo fighter. Any? I'm sure several of them have been fighters. fighters. Yeah, <laughs> if not brawlers, at least or Dynasty Warriors of some sort. Well, I don't know about that. I think that I think I feel like JoJo is more focused on one on one than mm. mass enemies. Maybe, yeah. Okay, should we do the news then? What of it there is? This is a podcast about video games, and we have some limited video game news for you before the whirlwind of not E3 starts probably next month. Maybe. And can I vaguely express my annoyance at all the spoilers about um, the, that Rescue Rangers film? Oh. Because that it, Rescue Rangers film actually I? looks decent, but there's spoilers everywhere. On the internet, have I seen spoilers? I think I might have seen a spoiler for that already without before I even knew what it was. I mean, there's one, but there's one, there's probably throwaway and it's probably not all that important, but there's one hilarious spoiler that's just everywhere and it's like, mm. like you know, the most surprising thing they could have thrown in, I guess. But it's great, it's great, but I, I oh, wish, I I wish I'd I have seen that. That's, and... I, I do know, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's brilliant, it's related to the kind of films that we, yeah, <laughs> that we watch for Absolutely. this show. Yeah. It's brilliant, but I kind of wish I'd seen it in context rather than Fair. casually yeah. scrolling past it. Damn you, internet. Um, apparently, that Maverick is Alrighty. good too. Yeah, Top Gun, it's like taken um, over radio, like everyone's talking about it constantly, it seems. Like you oh. know, we've been listening to known distance to Radio Two a fair amount, and it seems like they're they're all about that there, Maverick. Oh, interesting. I didn't expect it to be good. Like when you know, because it's been delayed by like two years or something, mm. so that they could get away from the pandemic and actually make a, a load of money. They must have known that it was good. Obviously, <laughs> that's why they delayed it. Because otherwise, yeah, otherwise when they just were... crapped it out and like and be yeah, like, oh maybe exactly. this will get quietly forgotten about in the middle of <laughs> yeah. I think they want it to be like event cinema or whatever. It probably is going to be. I, I, I have a feeling it's probably like a, a 
slightly better than average, you know, film-wise, but then, you know, story-wise and character-wise, but then it has absolutely insane, you know, um, sequences filmed with the real planes, you know, that are just ridiculous. Yeah, maybe they'll do it correctly this time. Yeah, I think that's the idea, right? Perhaps the well, because they they did it traditional style last time with like models and things, and and it was really good. I love Top Gun, and 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 I love that the you kind of even though it isn't realistic, you get a sense of at least where the planes are, like in space, like through the sequence, right? They're edited together so that it actually kind of makes sense. To an extent, isn't there a whole lot of happening? Continuity errors and stuff in the in those as well. Like they're not always the right planes, and they're not always the. Oh, I don't know about that. Sure, they're the right planes, but oh, oh well, okay, it's a different plane represent or of the same type. Do you mean representing? The, yeah, I don't know. Potentially, yeah, like you know, they're, they're, maybe even in the same sequence. I seem to remember stuff like that. Like it's like just the cuts of shots they have aren't always the right thing. Right, right. But uh, compared to a lot of action films, I thought that the original 1986 Top Gun did that relatively. Oh, it's totally well, followable. Like it's like you only it's, yeah. that kind of stuff is only like if you're pay, like super paying attention. But it's exactly but it's there. Yeah. But this new one, I feel like I haven't seen it yet. But um, it seems like they've just gone all out, you know, uh, on making the flying sequences awesome with like them actually being in the planes as much as possible in the backseat, and you can see the freaking G forces on actors faces and stuff like that well yeah yeah they well, they've the, for the ones they couldn't film in planes right they actually they at least put them in simulators of the real simulators thing. Like, yeah you know yeah the, the real cockpits and stuff like that and the yeah um i don't know if they made they could make those simulators like how good those simulators are if it just looked like they were in a volume like around them or something like that or if they had to then cg the sky back in behind them or something um probably they, I, re- I reckon the simulators probably good enough for the training purposes but not good enough for hollywood purposes um in terms of what's displayed around you yeah i wonder if it's good yeah. enough like to i wonder if those simulators are good enough to simulate being thrown around in the cockpit like so when they need it mm. to actually like pull a hard turn or whatever like it shoves them around because that's, mm. that's a hard thing to just act right <laughs> you kind of need yeah, to be exactly. shoved yeah, exactly. I'm sure they found a way. But anyway, that that's my expectation. But uh, yeah, I'm pleased that it's it's supposed to be good. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. It's weird that it's taking over Radio Two, though. I suppose everyone on Radio Two probably uh, knew the original. So. Yeah, I wonder if they sort of like grew up with it or something. Because they were playing like we're, we're, maybe it was maybe it was just an especially there was a especially dense section of it last night as we were. Uh, driving around, there there was a bit where they they played like Highway to the Danger Zone, and then they played yes. whatever the sort of victory music was as well later on in the show. You know that sort of like that came up. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, it's Highway to the Danger Zone. There's that victory music. Uh, and there's like the love thing is take my breath away, isn't it? Yeah. I don't see how, no matter how many good aspects there are of this new one, they can't have matched the stupid music in any way. No, because uh, uh, yeah. it can't be of that. Or can no. it? Like, can it? Or can like, it? Yeah. Can it? Can it replicate that era? Like, I guess not. No, I don't think there's going to be a hit song from Top Gun Maverick unless it's recharting Danger Zone. <laughs> Some kind of Danger dubstep Zone. remix. <laughs> Do you reckon they do go for the sort of like cheese rock? It's got to be in there somewhere, right? 
I don't know. <laughs> well, you reckon someone in the in the boot camp is just listening to Danger Zone in the background or something? Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. Just did it. Diegetic. And they just walk past and you just hear this like like tinny did it. Kenny Loggins. Danger Zone! In, in in other news of films Gnome has uh, admitted to never seeing, Top Gun is one of them. Oh, that's a good one. I'd be, yeah, I'd be up for watching Top Gun. I've seen it. I, last time I saw it was in the cinema because they were opening a new cinema near me and they chose <laughs> to show Top Gun. <laughs> so that was good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can't go wrong with Top Gun. Goose! Even my uh, go-to karaoke song is just from Top Gun because they sing uh, Great Balls of Fire at the piano and that's what I do for karaoke. <laughs> Great Balls of Fire. Dun, 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 dun. Here comes um, the news. Are you ready for it? Dun, 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 dun. Good news. I remembered what the news that I couldn't remember was. So <laughs> I do now have one piece dun, 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 dun. of news. Do you, you want to kick dun, dun, dun. us off, Zach, just while it's in, your, in, in the forefront of your mind? I guess. It's not much of a news, but it's like... <laughs> it's a single news. <laughs> yes, like, it's a new. <laughs> it's one new. Um, supposedly, the, the people are saying that EA is trying to get sold. <laughs> EA, oh, yes. EA yeah, don't yeah. want oh, to yeah. be an independent company any longer. They're trying to get bought by someone. Man, yeah, I can't believe I didn't remember this was, This happened. Yeah, they are out there trying to get picked up. I don't think they're even being particularly covert about it. It's just well, like, right. I mean, it's been covert up, covert up to this point, I guess. Yes, yeah. And apparently they've been at it for like probably a year at least. Hmm. They've been going around to various people and being like, buy us. <laughs> hey guys, it's acquisition o'clock. Why don't you have some of us? But if we're talking about things that the FTC is going to look at, I think add EA to the if you add EA to any of these other companies, you could, that's definitely going to be a, add that to the list of things yeah. we need to look at. Are they in so because they lost the Star Wars license and now they can't afford the FIFA license and like what? Well, if they, okay? yeah, they can't afford is is maybe not the word. They like FIFA right. themselves shot themselves in the foot there a bit, right? Like, they were like, too demanding. Yeah, yeah. Um, and EA were like, well, maybe we don't need you. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Um, but so who's, what size, what kind of companies are likely to be EA by? Well, yeah, it's like the only options, surely, are Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo, basically. And not even Nintendo, technically. Well, Because <laughs> Nintendo would never buy EA. That's irrelevant. I, I don't forget this. I think they're still in the realm of potentially being, potentially being picked up by the other mega publishers, right? Or the other mega groups, yeah, like, well, like Embracer, like Tencent, Tencent yeah. Um, potentially, I mean, two K and Take Two. They they're kind of they are huge, right? But they. But or, I feel like EA isn't looking for that. They're looking to not. They're not looking to be under like a weird umbrella corporation. They're looking to be under that like another game company, right? Because <laughs> I think that's what one of the parts of this rumor is that they basically, in reality, the only thing that they care about is whether Andrew Wilson can keep his job. <laughs> So he, he, wa- he wants, he wants to, stay to sell in. the EA to another company, but still keep all his money, basically. Well, I mean, he would get even more money, presumably. Presumably. Oh, well, I don't know. Actually, he doesn't own EA, I guess. No, but I mean, who knows what shares he has or whatever. <laughs> presumably, quite a few. Yep, you would assume so. He, he wouldn't. He wouldn't do badly from a sale. Let's put it that way. No. Um, but yes, I I'm can't just looking see. Looking, and they're trying to get bought by like uh, some kind of streaming. So like Amazon or Apple or Disney. 
I mean, maybe. I mean, those yeah, are... I did see that mentioned like NVC or something. I was just like, what? what? I mean, if they wanted yeah. to expand into games, then you know, they could buy EA, but I can't imagine why. Like, presumably someone owns NBC, right? Or is NBC their own entity? I forget. Is that like. I think NBC might be the top of that pile, right? Okay. NBC used to be part of General Electric, didn't it? Like that, because if you ever watched a Thirty Rock, like which was a NBC sitcom about NBC, right? Yeah. Uh, and then who was it? Is Liz Lemon and uh, what's his name, Jack? Um, oh, the, the, Jack something, by, yeah. Uh, Alec Baldwin mm. is like a GE. He's he's the executive, and he's always like talking about General Electric and microwaves and things. And Don Quixote, <laughs> right? All the time. <laughs> oh right nbc universal is a subsidiary of comcast no oh, god right okay that's the, mo- that's the monster but apparently at least so far no one wants ea <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean ea find themselves in that awkward position of the company you'd think would never get bought right simply, yeah. simply, yeah. in the same way that activision blizzard kind of was right kind and of. it's like the problem is is that that activision blizzard sale has happened and it's costing microsoft a, an unbelievable amount of money like i don't think microsoft would be they probably even even though they probably do have the benjamins they like with one major acquisition going on, well, and, and they're probably not in a hurry to do another that's maybe the same scale. Well, and the um, Activision one was kind of a discount. <laughs> you could, yeah, but then like EA's, I wouldn't say EA's in a particularly great spot at the moment either. No, but not on the same like level. No, it's not, I mean, it's it's not it's, a, if it's a discount, it's just because of what their share price is currently, not because of something that happened that fucked up their share price. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 I'm exactly under scrutiny for the same kind of nonsense that Activision and Blizzard are, right? That's, I mean, they probably are on some level. Like, yeah, I mean, everyone is. On some mm. level. But, but it's not nearly as uh, prevalent in the news. Um, but they're just not having a great time with their games right now, I would argue. Like, Apex is doing well, obviously. Mm. Um, and, well, basically anything that Respawn does is gold, right? Yes. <laughs> that Star Wars game was good. They've got that sequel on the way. That's good. But Bioware is not what it used to be. Um, Dice probably isn't what it used to be. No, definitely. Yeah. Um, they have got Codemasters, so, you know, there's that. Yeah, but they just recently brought Codemasters. That doesn't count. I mean, it, <laughs> I mean, it helps with the shares, right? If, if that... <laughs> I mean, that F- has that F1 game come out yet? F1 22? Yeah, probably. Because um, that, that might shift things a little. But I, I guess that, that whole genre of driving is a little bit like... Well, it... Also, EA already had like Criterion and but... stuff. <laughs> Criterion are dead, man. Well, yes, but, like... but that's what EA does. Yeah. Buys the companies and shuts them down. I mean, Criterion still exists, but it's a, one of those helper studios. Yes. I mean, I think it still exists. It probably isn't called that. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? <coughs> but yes, I don't know. If, like A lot of EA's big teams, other than sports, aren't what they used to be, right? Yes. Well, um... I mean, that is that is just EA. They, the only teams that have managed to maintain any game in sports, everything else has gradually decayed and they got shut down. Yeah, EA, EA Football Club and Madden. Even even that, even within sports, EA Football Club and Madden are the only two real big hitters. Like NHL is still a thing, but it's not it's not doing the numbers right compared to those. Mm. Um, 
PGA Tour. I mean, yeah. do they still make that? Like, I don't know. It's not like I don't think that's a consistently made thing. They don't put that out every year anymore, do they? I don't know. It feels like a long time since I've seen a PGA Tour game. Well, it's probably because because they had to change the name. You don't recognise it. Oh, yeah. yeah, maybe it's not called because <laughs> it's not Tiger Woods. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. I thought that. I thought one year they called it Rory McIlroy. Yeah, and then. And then perhaps think, just reverted back to PGA Tour. Yeah, then they didn't have a name on it because they maybe realised that attaching your brand to a specific person was a bad idea all along. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like that's the last one they made, the Rory McIlroy role. That's it, Rory McIlroy. That's like oh, really? Is it? That was ages ago. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so there hasn't been one for like since 2015. Seven years. What? Yep. Wow. That sounds that sounds that seems nuts. I mean, did uh, uh, they, were they like muscled out of the market by the golf club? Mm, <laughs> or, maybe. I or maybe they're, I don't know. There must still be a market for golf games. I mean, people get old, and I mean, is there? <laughs> like, like well, yeah, maybe. But then everyone, maybe yeah. everyone plays Mario Golf. I don't know. I don't think everyone does play. <laughs> or everybody's golf. Or Wii Sports Golf. <laughs> yeah, there's not that many. You're right. It's Madden. NHL, FIFA, UFC. Oh, UFC, yeah. I forgot they did that. Uh, F1, which is the Codemasters thing. They haven't done a a boxing game for ages. Fight Night hasn't been a thing for a long time. No. Um, No. They, I want to say, yeah, because they, they, didn't they try to come back into the basketball realm at one point and then that was an utter disaster or that development was, didn't really work so they bailed out of it. Hmm. Because 2K have just got that sewn up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, Damn. you know, other than FIFA and Madden, even EA Sports probably isn't doing numbers. Because I just assumed that they just kept making those EA Sports games forever. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's interesting that they petered out on quite a lot of the actual uh, franchises within EA Sports. Just doubled down, I suppose. Hmm. Those teams probably all work on FIFA and Madden. Well, it just goes to show that eventually, eventually, even games like Call of Duty and whatnot die. Yeah. <laughs> so then you only get to release like twenty of them <laughs> before right. people finally give up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, were it not for Warzone, Call of Duty probably would have. Call of Duty has been on the decline, and Warzone gave it a bump. But yes. even now, like Warzone is apparently like such a shit show that it's like that's probably not helping it hmm. for other reasons. Hackers and whatnot and bugs. So, yeah, hypothetical news. Yes. I suppose there is actual news about that respawn Star Wars because there's a new, they've announced the name of the next one in the series. There is, yeah. Star what, sequel Wars to... Jedi Survivor. The sequel, yeah. this, um, the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order. Um, yes. Is... Uh, I mean, we knew we always knew they were they were making a sequel. That yeah, was, that, that yeah. was that was confirmed a long time ago. Um, but yeah, the name wasn't confirmed, and neither was a date. So they're they're targeting twenty twenty three. They are, as you okay. might expect. Bad news for my stupid uh, whatever league of intrigue. Uh, but that's, that means you get, <laughs> I mean, you get a free drop in the fantasy league. Oh, that already has like free free. Yeah, and I've got a couple now. I think. Yeah. Oh well, never mind. Too many delays. Yeah, and our list would never delayed. full anyway. So no <laughs> drops are irrele- irrelevant. 
You might as well leave them there in case they get underlaid. <laughs> in case they get mysteriously underlaid. That's never going to happen. No. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, uh, Jedi Survivor. And there's a teaser trailer, I guess. And it's set, I guess, five years after the previous one, which is, was already five years after the, you know, episode three. Mm. Which you I could only have, what, like, four of these games before you run out of time, right? <laughs> right, assuming that you keep doing those jumps. <laughs> but that puts it at the same point in the timeline as this new Obi-Wan series that, that, that premiered, like, yesterday. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, man, are they yeah. going to do, like, how they put Luke Skywalker into the other Star Wars games recently? Yeah, where it, like, it's going to be so. a fucking awful cameo. <laughs> They'll do some kind of cameo, because they already had, like... um the droid type from Jedi Fallen Order BD1 or whatever appear, made a cameo in the in Boba, Boba Fett, Fett. Right? Yeah, I was going to say Mandalorian, but it was the episode of Boba Fett that was Mandalorian. Yeah, <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some kind of connection because these this Obi Wan series is about those Inquisitors, which is also what the Jedi Fallen Order series is about. Mm. So they're pretty strongly linked, I think, which is interesting. Gotta wait until next year for that next Mando season there. Yeah, yeah. At least. I think it is coming next year. Yeah, they? yeah, they've said it's coming next year. Yeah. Woo! Um but yeah, uh, they've also said that this is yeah, and this is a, uh, another game that's joining the increasing line of uh games that have are uh, basically saying that we're not making this cross plat we're not making this cross gen, sorry, not cross platform. Um mm. they're, they're going all in on on current gen, I suppose. I want to say next gen, but it's like it's not really, is it? It's current gen and last gen by this point. Um, so yeah, games like uh, Fable, Starfield, Forspoken. Um, oh, what was the other one? I'm sure there was another one that um, has announced it's only going to be an old oh, Justice League um, or Kill the Justice League, uh, I should say. Um, yeah, they've all basically said, yeah, we're not doing a, a last gen version of this. So we're finally making the jump, and it feels like it's a that's that's a long time since that jump started, isn't it? Really, but conversely, yeah. not many things have actually come out during this time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there haven't been many opportunities to say, "Oh, this is a cross-gen thing," because or, not many games have actually come out, or necessarily games that are hundred percent really required that power, right? That they they yeah, probably, no, that they, you they know, just they, threw a ray tracing mode in just for the hell of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or made it run at sixty instead of thirty, you know that kind of stuff. <laughs> Performance mode and ray tracing mode, and then it's like there's three modes, isn't there? There's the standard mode for the previous generation, then there's this double frame rate mode, and the ray tracing mode for the yeah. uh, the new generation. With, with a bit of a, fra- a pixel bump somewhere along the way for free, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so this is, this is, yeah, this is interesting because, like, especially given that Fable and Starfield are on this list, and now that they're first-party titles, I mean, Fable always was, but Starfield, I guess, perhaps gets a pass on this because it wasn't first-party for its entire development. Um, mm. But you know, fa- that means Fable might be the first game that's f- from Microsoft, a Microsoft studio, that breaks their own rule um, that they were going to be releasing games on Xbone and series right and pc but how long was that rule meant to maintain anyway it, yeah i mean they, they were never specific yeah, it would have been crazy if they yeah kept forced, it going for yeah. the whole generation yeah yeah 
But it's good. It's good. In, like it's good if you have the, the current generation and you can get hold of the current gen, right? Because it means like yeah. these games will be somewhat uh, un- not held back by tech of the past. Although you could argue the Series S is, you know, the one weak link in that. I guess, but I think that one gets a pass, right? It's, it is more powerful than. Uh, yeah, yeah. Remember, the Series player. S is like on a, on par CPU wise, but takes a hit GPU wise. Yeah. So generally, just has a lower should, should be able to run the same games, but with lower visual fidelity, hopefully. Mm. Well, I don't know so, unless unless games offload more work to the GPU, which they probably increasingly are, mm, um, in terms of true. physics sims and things like that. So yeah, that's that's the that's the end of your EA news. Let's move on to some other juggernaut Sony news. Sony, Sony are. Doubling down on their television and film efforts. Oh man, because <laughs> they've gone so well so far. Um, yeah, Morbius. Or I, what, what's that terrible film? Oh, what well, was Uncharted? Wasn't it? Was the last? Yeah, but I, I think I heard there was a, a another, you know, weird Sony Spider-Man. Marvel oh yeah, no, universe, that, but that, not Marvel film. Yeah, that right, was Morbius. Leto. Right, that was, that was Morbius. Yeah, that, that, even worse than. Well, I feel like Uncharted would just be like bland. And I think Mobius might sound it properly bad. <laughs> there seems to be like one of it seems to be having one of those weird resurgences though. Like when it came out, everyone was like, This is terrible. This is like the worst thing that's happened to Marvel since since Marvel's movies became like a big deal. Um but but I, I don't know. I, I seem to be hearing quite a few a slight increase in people going, It's awful, but it's enjoyable. Like there's a oh, sort of like I'm one of those sure. kind of Good, bad. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think that's unlikely. Car crash kind of. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. So what else is Sony doing TV-wise then? Uh, Horizon know. Zero Dawn is coming to Netflix at some point. Oh. Okay. I mean, that could work. That might actually work better as a show in some Maybe. ways than as a game. I don't know. I think I, I ne- in a weird way, like a lot of Sony properties could, I, I, I feel like... And I think Sony are on a bad track here. Like a lot of Sony properties, like feel like they could be uh, cinemafied or tele- televised in some way. Yeah, they're all basically or, just Indiana Jones. <laughs> it's Uncharted, Horizon, God of War. They're all basically Indiana Jones. <laughs> if you're talking about how you convert it into a into a television slash film, it's got a, uh, you go and explore a, a ruin of some kind. <laughs> Magic happens. Yeah, I mean, I never had much love for the Horizon world, particularly. But uh, I think you could you could set a TV show in that world, I guess. Yeah, I think it's it's good. It's the writing's decent. The the struggle they have with Zero Dawn is that most of Zero Dawn's interesting story is is the stuff that led to the world's creation and how the Mm. world is, Um, Mm. and a, a lot of a lot of it is like told through flashback in that game mm-hmm. and um so whilst that's not a mechanic they necessarily have to steer away from in the tv show it is a kind of it's a flaw right yeah mm. I, I was way more invested in the in finding out what happened in that in that in the historic story than i was the things i was doing at the damn time well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. wasn't most of the stuff you were doing at the time in service of finding out what the historic story was to an extent um like oh boy can't wait to unlock the next cutscene <laughs> but you know what i mean there was a whole lot of exposition to try and 
get to the point where they figure out how to stop the bad guy in in current mm. time, right? Mm. All all of that backstory in terms of the current of the frontline story is just getting to the point where it's like, oh right, we need to do this, right? It's <laughs> just like you have to keep listening to the audio logs until you find out what the password is. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Do the people in the world of Horizon not know the backstory themselves? No, they don't. Okay, that's right. sort of the point. Um, right. Yeah, it's a it's a key part of that world that they mm. nobody nobody knows. Even though apparently so now there's, they do. there's these audio logs lying around all over the place that will just tell you yeah. fairly well, directly, in fact. Fairly directly, provided you have one of the ancient tech things. Well, yeah, it's true. Yeah. You need to be able to translate it into whatever format you can listen to. You, you need the focus. <laughs> Nobody knows what MP3s are any longer. No. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, nobody's face is an unloaded JPEG. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so that's that's the that's the thing, and there's also reports that they are there's a Gran Turismo project of some sorts in the works. Fast and Furious, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I would look look I would look to that. I would also look to EA's Need for Speed experiment, which was oh, not well received either. <laughs> was that a fast? That's closer to Fast and Furious, yeah. surely. I think that was well, maybe it was kind of like. Oh, I'm trying to think of how to describe it. Yeah, I guess it's more like the the first Fast and Furious film, that kind of style, yeah. like pre madness Fast and Furious. Mm. But perhaps a little too tonally. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Serious, I guess. Right, earnest. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, but Gran Turismo is earnest. <laughs> yeah, but who knows? Like it could be like a stand. It could be a classic motorsport story, you know, rookie to riches kind of thing. Or is it? Or is it a? Um, or is it just part of the story? Is it just about the street racing scene and tuning your car? Or is it a documentary? Well, is Gran Turismo anything in terms of a story? Actually, <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, it isn't really. Like, there's, it's, there's nothing. Just like Forza, um, earlier Forzas, where it's just like, here's just drive cars. <laughs> it's like there's no actual. <laughs> story to it or anything i mean the only thing gran turismo has going for it like is that career mode right where you start with a, a yeah but that's just like every production car game. and tune it up and then it's like every driving game ever start with the shit cars and then you get the good cars <laughs> but i mean I, I mean i think more than any other game though like gran turismo is here is a people carrier <laughs> or whatever here's, here's a nissan micra um get good um, yeah, or more to the point, they, get money. <laughs> they kind of brought that back for this, you know, most, you know, because it's a full-on series game, isn't it? Uh, number seven rather than yeah. sport, right? Which kind of didn't have that aspect. I mean, yeah, uh, the, the games at least are supposed to be a celebration of the of the whole range of cars, not just your yeah. top end, which you know is the obvious choice for games like. Uh, Forza to lean into, right? They do mm. tend towards sports cars more than they do mm. your, your people carriers. They sort of exist in the game, but not necessarily as drivable cars. Like they're just the traffic you see around. <laughs> um, mm. I mean, yeah, you can drive a Ford Focus, but it's the Ford Focus RS. You know, it's the sport yeah. one, <laughs> like the rally one. Yeah. So yeah, who knows what that thing's going to be? Uh. In slightly less good news, Sony also being sued for gender discrimination for the second time in two months. Oh, man. Um, what, the, f- what? 
it's that basically in Japan one person. Or in no, I think this is US. Um, okay. Uh, there's basically one person who is trying to. He basically tried to start a class action lawsuit back in April for mm-hmm. um, gender discrimination regarding pay, primarily, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but also like office politics and stuff like that being skewed um, mm. against women. And the claim that she apparently got fired for speaking up about such issues. Um, unfortunately, that first case got dismissed due to lack of detail. I guess the evidence was so not, not, really not getting, strong enough. They're not really getting sued twice. They're getting sued once, two times. You could argue, yeah, because the first one didn't really count. No. Um, but this because well, um, it's the same. It is the same case. Yeah, um, it's the it's the same allegations, but like, um, uh, I don't know the detail here, but it's uh, pr- reportedly like l- much more limited in scope. Like, so the the people affected and the areas of the business she can more um this this case can more specifically target i guess because the evidence is stronger in those areas as opposed to being they went they went too big it seems um so now they're going to try and limit it to try and figure out what's going on um obviously this is all alleged at this point but as with most things in the game industry smoke and fire and all that mm. yeah not, not a good look well See how it pans out in assuming it gets assuming this one actually happens. Yeah. Yeah, assuming it happens, yeah. But yeah. It's just um I mean sort sort of our industry, come on. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those things like these things is better. It's it's it just seems so bizarre, like with all these stories that have been floating around for a long time now. Wouldn't you have thought like the mega corporation that is Sony would be on this? You know, you could you could have said that about Activision Blizzard before that went bad and stuff like that. It's like this story is so common mm. that you'd think like the, the the studios would be wanting to get on top of it. I think or, sometimes they have these like corporate led initiatives, which where which are, which are like are actually coming from either coming from like covering their ass place or coming from an actually a good place, but they don't actually penetrate down because it's. You know, the message doesn't actually come across because it's too corporate, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I know what you mean. Sometimes there's like initiatives, but they're just kind of what do you call it, lip service or whatever. To yeah, because because yeah. it comes from the top, there's a sort of yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, yeah, we've definitely been there. <laughs> not not in the sense of like these sorts of issues, but you know, whenever like there's some sort of company initiative, I know, like in the group I work for is a little large, and I wouldn't say they're yeah. not very they're not very initiative-y, I suppose, in, in that much, but the you know. You get that feeling sometimes where it's just like, yeah. oh, it's 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 just another one of those. It's difficult to influence and, and you know, control the culture when it, when it's such a big, big entity sometimes. You know. Yeah, not saying it's easy. Anywho. But, I mean, the more the whole the, the, the awareness of these issues across the industry, the more it should be better from the grassroots, from the ground up, I think. <laughs> you think. Like, yeah. just stop being dicks, please. <laughs> yeah. Well, surely that we'd get to the point where there's been enough churn in the staff that they're, mm. that it's not the same cliques anymore, you know, the ones that are probably problematic. I guess. You'd, you'd, you'd think maybe that stuff would just organically shake itself out. Just through people. I don't know moving. what happens to the dickheads. Whether they they just yeah, move on to the next company, the, the, they don't disappear. Yeah, no, I guess, I guess they don't disappear. But they presumably they go somewhere where they're not necessarily surrounded by dickheads, mm, and thus don't have a chance to continue flourishing in their dickedness. <laughs> 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 uh, 
I don't know. Unless they just move from one like-minded company to another like-minded company. I suppose that can happen. If it is everywhere, mm. and it sounds like it is. Mm. Oh, dear. Uh, oh, dear. Uh, Microsoft News, also not necessarily great news. Uh, it is rumoured that Game Pass is suffering uh, a reasonably large number of unsubscriptions following even more delays of their, of games that would have turned up on Game Pass. Um, oh, right, okay. Uh, or the general, uh, what is being referred to as a AAA drought um, on the service. Mm. Or it's the yeah. same thing that happened to Netflix, where everyone just stops subscribing after the pandemic. Which yeah, <laughs> which is I, I think is also probably true. Um, well, it's a triple like Netflix. It's like end of pandemic, they increased the price and the cost of living went went up for everyone. Like not just in the UK, but in the US and everywhere as well at mm. the same time. <laughs> it's like that's why everyone suddenly cancelled Netflix. I mean, Game Pass hasn't yet increased its price, but it's rumored to be coming. Mm. Um. Whether there's any truth to that or not. And in fairness, whether there's any truth or not to this report is unconfirmed. Because um, mm. uh, I don't think the real numbers for Game Pass have, re- have ever really got out there. And they probably wouldn't get out there with enough frequency that we could tell anyway um, mm. right now. But that seems to be the, uh, well, look you out. know, the Twitter sentiment. Look out for Microsoft's. <laughs> E3-esque showcase where they'll probably just put up a big number on Twitter. It's like some number of million subscribers to Game Pass. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I bet it is a massive number at this point. Yes. Um, whether that's a massive number to do the amount of money they need to keep bringing in AAAs. Supposedly, like, bringing in Guardians of the Galaxy to the service, um, which wasn't on launch. It was sometime after Guardians of the Galaxy launched, but apparently that cost Microsoft quite a lot to get Square to agree to that. Um But this thing isn't cheap <laughs> for Microsoft to run, let alone um, they do they do need volume of subscribers to help oh, pay, sure, yeah. to help pay for AAA games. But yeah, I guess if Microsoft themselves aren't putting out AAA games, that hurts hurts the service. But hey, they've got a lot of studios now, so hopefully that problem will go away once those studios put out their next games. Uh, yeah. What else we got? Um, Death Stranding Two. <laughs> Is it happening? According to Norman Reedus. According to Norman Reedus' offhand comments, as voice actors tend to do when they kind of forget that they're not meant to just tell everyone what they're working on. <laughs> it's definitely not the first time. Is it? <laughs> um, yeah, in a fairly innocuous question about what he's worked on and stuff like that da, 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 da. Norman Reedus just straight up said oh we're doing the second one <laughs> we're doing the second one right now and it's like okay this wasn't really released this wasn't officially known and uh, you know for for months all Kojima's really been posting on his Twitter account about game dev and stuff like that is experiments it's like uh, Kotaku pointed out like the, the recent news he was using Ultraman toys just with the phrase experimenting on the tweet. But he does that a lot. There's quite a few like like things he'll just like tweet. He'll tweet a picture of something and he'll just label it as experimenting. <laughs> um, and I wouldn't say any of those like gave anything away at all. Okay, so he was playing it fairly close. 
assuming that he was actually doing that at all and wasn't just yeah just trolling yeah, yeah. just posting random shit for it, the hell it, of it. here's a picture of some random object hanging up somewhere where it shouldn't it just says experimenting and it's like well i guess you probably are <laughs> maybe whether or not that's for a game or not who knows uh what could they possibly do of a death stranding 2 that's what i'm wondering like yeah didn't they conclude it like pretty much? I, mean, I don't know. I mean, kinda, yeah. But I suppose these. I mean, the world always... is still messed up, and everything yeah. like that. It's not like they fixed the world in the story no. of Death Stranding, but. Well, I mean, they. But got... they kind of explained everything. They've to an got extent. their almost time travel element, so you know, yeah. as soon as there's a time travel element, you can spin that out. <laughs> Have we got Mads Mickelson back? That's the question. Yeah, how are they going to get that cast? Oh, Apparently, they have at least one of them. <laughs> yeah, they have, they have <laughs> Norman Reed. They have Sam Bridges. That's the key. Sam Bridges of Bridges. Will he be the main central playable character again in the sequel? I guess. He could still have Bridge Baby. BB. BB. Spoilers, I guess. Um, and I guess Fragile's still about. Fragile. 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 <laughs> I, don't I mean, know. I don't know. I mean, yeah. what else could they add? Like, how much? Like, I mean, they've already gone for a pass of adding everything you could possibly think of, I suppose, to a, to a walking yeah. simulator. Because would a, they to add a guy anything... carrying package simulator? <laughs> exactly. Because if they made it like, you know, quality of life improvements and made the gameplay nicer, would it even be? That's not. That's kind of besides the point. Yeah. <laughs> the point was it was kind of annoying. Play. I mean, it'd be. I mean, I guess that's the thing, right? They'd have to come up with new and not very <coughs> interesting sounding ways of making the gameplay more irritating. Yeah, because it, it, like that that game is in its mundanity, right? Like it, you need they need to come up with some other more tedious thing way of traversing the landscape somehow. <laughs> <laughs> What could be more tedious than walking everywhere? They just need to, need to lean into the stupid like reconstruction aspect, and then then suddenly have this the sequel be like a weird Kojima city builder. <laughs> we move on from a walking simulator, and now it's a oh, wow. now it's a logistics game. I mean, I guess I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, like maybe it isn't about walking around the landscape at all. Maybe it is something totally different. Now you've connected everywhere to what to future Wi-Fi or whatever. You can start yeah. to build more infrastructure. <laughs> Make those roads actually matter. <laughs> Death Stranding Racer. <laughs> it becomes Carmageddon against the uh, spirit things. Yeah. Well, I mean, what with I mean. Uh, I hate to say it, but you know it's going to be a must-play, right? Just because of the madness of it. <laughs> I, I kind of hate those words coming out of my mouth. Well, I mean, it was more surprising for the first one. Like, it's more surprising that the first one managed to catch everyone, but then to say that the sequel is going to catch you is like that's less surprising because it's just like you, if, you've, if you've been caught by the first one, you obviously have to find out what the fuck's going to happen in the second one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hundred percent understand the divisiveness of it as a gameplay thing, but there are there are people that absolutely love this thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, not just like and appreciate in a weird kind of way, like like cultishly worships this thing. It's 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 odd. 
I can see kind of why, like, yeah, it, it, it could, you know, you, you could get really into it, <laughs> even though it's bizarre. It's, it's like, it's a bit like, it's an anime style really, isn't it? But then, then again, there's definitely bad animes as you've, as you were talking about uh, earlier. Yasuke. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, they've think already, that, they've that already got a man cannon. Is... That's the thing. <laughs> they've already put cannons in the game, so you can just fire packages around and possibly yourself. Or you can have a robot carrying your man carrying a package. Little robot guy carrying Norman Reedus carrying a package. <laughs> Keep that chain going. What else do you want? Tanks. Maybe those World War II tanks actually come real. <laughs> Maybe it is just saying World War Two. <laughs> that would be the other way. It'd be like now we now we need to look at this whole game from the other half of the timeline. <laughs> yeah, maybe you are Matt Mickelson in this, going through his weird. That story. would be kind of an interesting like thing to do. Would be just like if you, it's just a World War Two game except with these weird time portals keep opening up and you see the future. Yeah, <laughs> like and what's so, going on? And suddenly you're in it. <laughs> I have to admit, that was one of the storylines that made the least amount of sense, was Mads Mikkelsen's character. <laughs> Just the soldier. Most of that game doesn't make sense. Well, but, like... Hey, Death Stranding 2. Imagine it. <laughs> Get imagining. I suppose the landscape could be slightly less that boring, murky, cloudy land. It could have sunny spots. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he'd go that far. <laughs> I mean, they already <laughs> did a snow biome, I suppose. Oh, like, that's true. Yeah. And a sort of sandy bit. And a sort of tree it, bit, I guess. I it's weird how it, it... It's kind of cool-looking biome, but oh, it yeah, doesn't it's... actually reflect like the geography of the United States in any way. <laughs> no. Really. It's just kind of weird. <laughs> uh, finally... Last bit of news I've got. Xbox is patenting a system allowing owners of disc copies of games, like physical media, to use that physical media to play their games on discless consoles. Mm. Um, How would they do that? So apparently it requires a disc-based console somewhere in the chain. So you, so you have to put it in someone's, like... Well, I can Series X. It, it will just be then, a, like an app that you log into with your Microsoft login, and then you put the disc in, and it just detects the disc. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you did it on a PC, for instance, yeah. then then you could probably link it to. It's. Uh, I think that the wording I was reading in the patent seems to suggest that it was going to be a console of sorts, but well, I guess still, it can still be an app on a console. Yeah, or it could even be a standalone thing if you really wanted to. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's probably just going to be built into the Xbox OS, right? So if you put yeah. the disc into your Series X, it goes. This is the thing they used to talk about, right? That if you bought physical media, you could perhaps tie it to your account in some way. And maybe that disc... I don't know if, how unique discs are in mm. that way. Mm. Like, so you could like you could tie a disc to your account and then it's like, then oh, now you just have it. Um, so then I don't know what happens if you would then give that disc to someone else. Does it literally make the disc redundant? Well, I mean, that's the actual question is like, is there any... Is there any actual identifiers attached to discs? Because you know that's what serial codes were for back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> you just attach them to your account. But I don't. Yeah, I don't really know that level of detail. But I mean, um, do you think a CD has like a 
serial number printed on it, on like the label. I mean, maybe they could do. Could I guess do. I've never looked at the <laughs> looked at the front of a disc close enough to see whether there might be a unique identifying number somewhere in that actual print. Yeah, it would have to be printed as data somewhere on the disc and and be unique, right? Yes. Yeah. And it would have to have been that historically, like as well. Like I guess they could start doing it in these games now to support this system. But mm. like, if you're making this system work in the way that Microsoft like to make things work with their back compat thing, that would have had to have always been a thing. I have no idea. I know they like they do special stuff with like certain parts of the disc, right, to, for copy protection regions. Like they'll have some region in the middle of the disc that's. Like, oh, you have to read this part of it, and if that part of it isn't right, then the disc won't be read, and the drive has to do that first, otherwise it will just throw the disc away. Hopefully in a Sony PSP style, <laughs> and just fling it out the back. <laughs> but anyway, I guess that's kind of cool. Like, if you're a Series S owner, there may be a way via your PC or via a mate to get your gifted games on your system the games that you own <laughs> the games that you own yeah you can play them how wow. about that what a concept yeah <laughs> well that's cool though at least you know i'm surprised this hasn't i haven't worked on this before now given that they've had discless consoles for quite a while yeah it was definitely was it there was variants of the bone and mm. and now the series s you know a big a current gen machine that don't have this. There's no Series X without a drive, No, Series right? X's all have drives. Right. Whereas the PS5 has the two versions. Yeah. Digital edition. Yeah. It's just one of those things. It's like I can't... I, I would always want the version with the drive, even if yeah. it is a little more money, just because that's... I still get gifted things that way, right? It's a, it's yeah, a nice, yeah, exactly. It's a nice thing. Well, that's what this is about, I guess. Yeah. yeah. You haven't... You haven't taught everyone to buy you gift cards yet yeah. <laughs> i mean gift cards always, it's just not the same is it, it isn't the quite. same no i mean i suppose it's i suppose it's more the same if it's a card for a specific game right and those did exist for some things yeah, i guess and do exist for well, some i mean things, you, could, but, you could just but i don't just want credit necessarily like uh, this i mean i kind of do also but like in, in, a, in a way it's like i don't know that doesn't feel as as far as a gift goes, that's like that's less personal. Well, yes, right? but the, maybe you need to give someone a gift card taped to a, like a postcard of the game you want them to buy or something. <laughs> Be like, you have to buy this, <laughs> and I'll know. I mean, honestly, I don't care. Like, I'd accept the gift, the gift either way. I suppose. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think, I think I feel better about receiving an actual disc, but. Um, I care that little about gifts in general. I don't know. I'm, I'm a, I, I hate. I'm a terrible gift giver. Yep, yep. I've, I've said this many, many times, but uh, uh, I, because I, I, I don't like going the gift card route. It's usually my like last resort because mm. it's. But ultimately, I know the person who was receiving it would probably go, "Oh, that's great! I can get whatever I want." Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> but I don't like to do it. I still don't like to do it. Yeah, it's quite impersonal, isn't it? There's something more personal about just handing someone a 20, you know, <laughs> like actual money. Well, that, that's somehow better than a, yeah, than a gift know. card. Can, yeah. You know, you, open, open a, you get a card from someone that's just got money in it. It's like somehow that's better. 
don't know if it is. I don't know. Yeah. It's now because like cash is like a weird novelty now. Yeah, I, guess, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. It's like, oh, look at this. I didn't realize notes looked like this. <laughs> They're plastic. Maybe it's, maybe it's a maybe it's a like um. It it seems more personal if it's a gift gift card for for to only because that proves that they understand that you use that service. <laughs> it's like that's the level of personalization that the, the gift card gift gets over straight cash. Hmm. It's like one year when my mum asked me if I if I use Steam. Oh right, right. About in, in like November, and I didn't realise what was going on at the time, but it should have been really obvious. Right, in, in, <laughs> in November, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, Steam gift cards. Well, yep, okay then. <laughs> should have seen that coming. Although, honestly, how has that knowledge not reached her by that point? <laughs> I've only been using Steam for like 12 years by that point. Yeah, that's true. But, you uh, know, people just don't re- register that kind oh, of information it's, at a certain it's, level. Yeah, the, the, if it's not a service they're already in, involved with, like, wh- why would you think of it, I suppose? We have slightly advanced from everything being a Nintendo. <laughs> the, the 80s <laughs> situation. Are you playing Nintendo? No, I'm playing Sega, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Put your Nintendo down for the love of God. <laughs> this is a Game Gear. Game Gear. Not a Game Boy. No, it's a Sega. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Sega. Could tell because the battery's already run out while I was talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> I see you've wasted my time. <laughs> oh. Cool. That's the news. Yeah. Somehow we talked about for a long time, even though there was none of it. I guess there's the sad news of R.I.P. to Ray Liotta, voice yeah. of Tommy Vassetti, yeah. but also amazing actor. He was very, he was quite young. It's, it's sad. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, you, if you haven't seen Goodfellas, recommend it. <laughs> you know classic. what? I never have. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, you need to watch that. <laughs> I've that. Um, I don't know if I've even ever watched any of the Godfathers properly. Oh, really? Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, they're amazing. I mean, they're quite different, Godfather and Goodfellas. They sure. don't sound that different because no, they no, start no. with the similar letters and they're also about uh, uh, Italian uh, mafia. Um, but yeah, oh, uh, Goodfellas is really, really good. Maybe the best. What are the best Scorsese films? That might be one of the best ones. I suppose I Taxi Driver. Many, I don't know if I've watched many Scorsese films in general, actually. Taxi Driver, Raging Bull. I haven't seen Raging Bull. That's mm, why. Yeah. Uh, I've got it downloaded uh, somewhere. Um, yeah. I think they're. I think they are the big ones. I think it probably is Goodfellas is probably the. Probably is one of the top. Is Departed him? Yes, that's him. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. But like, yeah, okay. that's on Netflix at the moment. I think it is. Yeah, that's actually a remake of uh, um, Hong Kong film action film, isn't it? I have um, no idea. Infernal Affairs. I think it's a technically a remake. Affairs. Yeah, Infernal. <laughs> technically a remake of that. Ah, I think that's cool. But yeah. Uh, I don't. Yeah, Ray Liotta's in Goodfellas. I don't know if he's in other Scorsese films. He's 
seen the Irishman? Was that the fairly recent one? No. Yeah. With all the like de aging. De- yeah, stuff. that's it. Yeah. No, I don't think it's in that one. Anyway, yeah, but he was the voice in Vice City uh, of, the, of the main guy, which made sense, right? Because mm. of Goodfellas and stuff like that. It's a good pull. Yeah, that was a really good. Yeah, and at the time, like, you know, uh, get, games were kind of that was it's kind of cinematic game stuff was relatively new idea, I suppose. Relatively, um, yeah, yeah. So they did well there. It really helped. I'm trying to think. Right, I'm uh, trying to think of games back then that actually did get like big names in. For some reason, Tom Baker in Hostile Waters came to mind. <laughs> it was a weirdly one, weirdly obscure one. Well, he's not. He's barely in it as well, right? Oh well, yeah, obviously. And also, that game is not about characters in any way. No, not at all. He's <laughs> just the narrator, he just a isn't he? Narrator, yes. yeah. It's getting colder. <laughs> I guess Julian. That's Ed. not even him. That's someone else. Is that not that him? Line. That's one of that's that's one of the rare cutscenes in Hostile Waters where it's one of the actual chip AIs speaking. Mm. They're not AIs, they're people, but in chips. The it's getting cold is, is Sinclair talking about it. Mm. Oh really? Oh, don't remember that. I suppose there's always uh Gillian Anderson in Hellbender. <laughs> really? Yeah, she did she did the, all the voice work for your like oh. your your ship and stuff. I thought I thought it was bad. Her anyway. Um I could be wrong that's, on that. Oh, no. It says here in Wikipedia, the voice of the ship's computer is portrayed by Gillian Anderson. Well, that's a pretty good get for 1996. Yeah. She would have been very famous at the time, right? Absolutely. She would have been huge. Like, that's, that's, yeah. still, that's still X-Files time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair. That's a surprisingly good get. Well done, Microsoft. Mm. Yeah. It's the sequel to Fury 3. And the end of that studio, I think. <laughs> yeah. Fury 3, not a sequel to Terminal Velocity, but it's the same engine. Yep, and pretty much the same game. Yeah. Right, that's the news. Time for What Have You Been Playing? Starting with Rob. Oh, <gasps> me? With my reputation. Mm. Uh, mostly Cyberpunk. Pretty much all cyberpunk all the time. Because despite Rob's continued insistence that he's super infused about Derg, not much Derg has happened. We played a bit of Derg. We played, we played Derg to record a video of it and then continued to play it for a little bit afterwards, but that yeah, was yeah. it. Get ready for a Derg video next week. <laughs> uh, Deep Rock Galactic. Uh, yeah, time hasn't been on my side particularly for mm. like um, playing, setting up those sessions. And playing them, but time has um, been on side for playing Cyberpunk. Well, I can, I can do that. Like <laughs> Cyberpunk is actually strangely good at picking up and playing in short bursts. Yeah, I guess so. It, um, do, it did seem like everything was kind of com- compartmentalized a lot. Yeah, and, like each step of a mission, instead of just like one, one big mission, it was all broken down into little individual. The, yeah, generally the main actiony bits aren't all that long. Generally, like the, the talky bits are long, mm. but like the actual when you're doing stuff, tend to be fairly well. Um, yeah, compartmentalize is, is a good word for it, actually. Yeah, but even if they are that, like the save system is pretty generous. Um, it has a it has a quick save function, right? You know, pretty unusual for a console game. So I can just like hang out somewhere and go, oh, I'll just quick save where I am, which has occasionally broken in some hilarious ways. Actually, there was there was one mission where it it, it auto saved, 
um, when I crossed a certain threshold and I, I was driving a van at the time into a, into a complex and uh, it auto saved. Um, and I, and I bulged up being stealthy going around it. So I thought, you know what, let's just, I'm, I'm just going to do this whole section again, reloaded that save. And what it actually reloaded was my van not being in quite the right place uh, and being on top of a guy. So it was immediately in combat mode <laughs> and it's like, well, that's not quite what I had in mind. Um, right. So it's, it's not been perfect. <laughs> But the fact that it exists at all in a console game is unusual, um, and it and it's it's reliable enough. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, but yes, yeah, so yeah I, I I have just been dropping in and out of it at fairly rapid intervals, um, uh, and it's. I still don't really know how I feel about it. It's like it's odd. Yeah, like I'm it's not a having a bad craft. time. I'm kind of in now. But I'm a, mm. but I've put a lot of hours into this thing, as it turns out. Like you know, I'm what thirty, forty hours in, something mm. like that. And uh, I'm not one hundred percent sure. I'm a long way into it. Like wow. I, re- I, I really don't think I'm. I mean, that my levels seem pretty low in like the in like the charts and the perk guides and things. But maybe there's just a lot of content I can do outside the main storyline that isn't all that necessary. But literally, the last mission I did, I think, was something I was shown in a theater demonstration at EGX and it's like, so I'm still going through content. They were trailing. Right. When they were trying to market it. Yeah. yeah. Or demoing in some way. Um, it's a, yeah. So it, it, this, this thing may be mass massive and I'm, I'm beginning to like wonder a... if it's going to be too long. I'm not burnt out yet. I'm not there yeah. yet, but um, there's been plenty of games sense of, of progression. Like you, do you feel like you're moving th- through stuff? I mean, I don't think that's its strength. Right. Like I'm like the numbers are going up, sure. Yeah. Um and the story is going from place to place, but I wouldn't say there's been a huge necessarily a massive push towards any kind of resolution of anything mm. particularly. It's 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 incredibly slow. And the story does this thing where it sort of splinters into a few different paths. So there's right. so you've got a lot of you're doing them all because of course you mm. are. Um, but like each path, um, because you're doing each path kind of probably in parallel, you do a thing for one thing and then you do a thing for another thing. It's like, I'm not, you're not ever pushing any one story on Mm. very quickly. Um, so no, I don't, I don't think it's very fast paced in that respect either. So like, I, I just, I just know things are bad and like this, even this far into the game, I'm pretty sure that's all I really know that things are bad. Um, Try you try and uh, I mean I'm learning more backstory than I am I think current story, um, but it is kind of cool like like I can't deny it. There's the backstory sort of piecing together into an interesting. Is that like a mystery kind of like? Not not exactly. It's just at the moment it feels like just things I haven't been told. I'm not quite sure how that. Mm. Um, uh, that may be a useful tool, I suppose, for our end goal. Um, of you know not dying. It's um, I mean it, it does some doesn't fun stuff like you know the, the, I've 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 dived into cyberspace properly now so like the world becomes like blue and like pixely and um uh, and then things are a bit weird and animations aren't quite right and uh, 
I'm being guided through, which is I don't think is a thing I get particular control over. I think it is just a story sequence, but it's a it's a it's a new thing that exists here. It's like it's a it's a different level. It's a new layer to the net. Um, mm. It's it's different from your traditional net runners, and it's uh, yeah okay. You, you, you can, you can th- you can throw a few extra things my way. Just keep just keep doing the cyber stuff. That's fine. <laughs> uh, but I don't know, I don't know if I'm necessarily progressing in terms of like skills either. I guess like I'm not really doing anything differently now to how I was doing stuff at the start of the game. It's like sneaky, sneaky, get behind someone, choke them out, put the body somewhere sensible, or dump it in a trash can if you can in a dumpster. Um, Dump it a dumpster. Who'd have thought? Um, I'm just. Uh, oh, uh, things went bad. All right, get the gun out. Shoot everyone instead. That's kind of all I'm doing. Like in the sort of combaty type stuff, you just do that again and again. It's not being necessarily hugely inventive on that front. Nor do I feel like I'm gaining abilities at a rate that means I would do that any different. Mm. It's um, is potentially a bit of a shame, I guess. But at least the stealth is most of the time pretty consistent i mean i have had moments where it's like this chest high wall makes me completely invisible from a guy standing the other side of it that would very easily just peer over it and like see me and then moments later you'd do the exact same thing on another guy and it's like that guy could totally see me um so there's been moments where it's not been super consistent like that but most of the time it is and most of the time it gives you enough leniency that you know you get immediately indicated on screen when you're being seen um, and it has a sort of that that sort of like it's building up to a yellow state, and then when it's in yellow state, it's like well now it's building up to a red state. Um, so you can sort of play with it a little bit like that, and it's um it's which makes that a lot less frustrating than it can be. But sometimes a dude will just turn around on you. It's still a stealth game, right? They can still just like immediately one eighty as you're creeping up on them. And you're like, well, balls, just immediately spot you. Yeah. Yep. I mean, stealth is, yeah, was never going to be the strong point, I suppose, but I don't know. It's it's always hard to get those mechanics to work. Like, a, it's only, really, stealth is, it's always like an element of the, it's, it's an option, right? Uh, but, like, it's only like a full, true stealth game that ever has good stealth, truly good stealth mechanics, right? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's still pretty true pretty- today. In, in pretty much every scenario, you can just go in guns blazing. There's been yeah. a few missions where um, the, the the people you're working with have like radioed in to say like keep quiet and stuff like that. Do this, do this quietly. No one needs to know we were here. That kind right. of thing. Yeah. Um, and they they seem to really emphasise you doing this as a as a silent operation. But I'm pretty sure it would just work out if you just went in there and blew everything up. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but. But you want to be immersed in the world, so you want to yeah, so as you much do, as possible. You do try, I do try and follow the instruction. Um, yeah, suspension of disbelief and all that. And there's even a couple of moments where it lets you get away with it. Like I got into a combat scenario in the middle of a stealth mission, and uh, fortunately it didn't alert people outside of that area, which is actually <laughs> what usually happens. If you alert, if you alert one person within a, um, an area, normally everybody there is suddenly alerted. Because, you know... Cybersware, everyone's connected, yeah. right? They can they can talk to each other. Um, it's not stupid in that respect, right? They can actually let each other know that stuff's happening. Yeah, well, and then they do end up in that, like I think I mentioned before, like the what is I think quite a bad bark cycle. <laughs> often, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how, they, yeah. how once they're alerted, they seem to just they tend to just keep spouting nonsense. Um, 
which is kind of annoying. But I don't dislike. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not having a bad time of it, and I'm having a hard time. I have a hard time explaining what's both good and bad about the game, like because it's it's sort of just there. <laughs> it's not. I wouldn't say it's yeah. particularly um, like fantastic at any th- any one thing, but it does it does kind of come together. Like I guess and I wish I guess I wish the onboarding was a lot smoother, and I guess I wish its skills were made more obvious, as in which direction I should go. Or, but at this point, you 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 know what you're doing, and you know kind you have a direction, right? Well, I wouldn't even say I'm 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 a little bit directionless in terms of which way I'm specking. I'm kind of like being. Mm. A, I'm not really focusing my spec, if that makes sense, which is probably bad in a game like this. Um, like I'm not just focusing all on being 100% guns or 100% mm-hmm. stealth or um, 100% like intelligent and net runny and you know or hacky. Um, because it's not been made super clear to me how any any one of those things can be used on its own, if you see what I mean. Like I, f- I feel like in the early demos for like for, for it, they were, they were doing a lot more. Um, well, you can just hack your way through this entire facility. You don't ever really need to face anyone because you can just you can hack all the systems and do everything that way. And it's like I don't think I've ever really got to the point where that seemed like a viable option. Mm. Or I don't know, maybe they scaled that back. Like it's not like I, I just can't. I can't see how you would even do that. Like I can, I can find maybe the camera system and then go and use all the other cameras and see what's about. But then, um, the moment you try and do any kind of murderous activity over the net, like to to, to kill a dude, that's going to alert everyone. And some of those those actions will reveal your position. So if you do that, they're going to enter combat state as opposed to just being alerted. So you can probably only mm. get away with killing a dude that way. Mm. Uh. Maybe to discourage you from just hacking everybody <laughs> if you got your cyberware too good. Um, so it ends up just being this sort of like, well, I'm doing a bit of stealth and I'm doing a bit of gunplay. I'm not. I'm not really uh, a master of anything. I mean, I'm not doing Attack that wall climbing thing that they showed. Like, I don't know what I need to get that. I could buy the mantis blades if I want, so I could have blades in my arms instead of having a katana. Very Deus Ex Human Revolution, I guess. I think I opted. I suppose blades in the arms is probably a standard cyberpunk trope, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah, I guess. It's, it's just—it's not been made obvious to me. Like, like if I could have like some really wild stuff attached to me, which I feel like I should be able to in this world. There's apparently one way I can get to do a superhero landing. You know, jump from a high place and cause a shockwave. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing you could do in the Human Revolution. I seem to remember. Yeah, it's one of the, one of your powers, I think. But I think that yeah. replaces your ability to actually hack stuff. Like you need to go full on that way instead of having Man, any hacking ability. It. And that seems like that seems like too much of a trade off. Fair. I'm still in. I'm still, I'm still going. I guess that's the that's the, that's the bullet point. It's like I'm I'm that far in, and I'm still in, and I'm still okay. If I'd spent this amount of time in a game like Horizon Zero Dawn, I think I'd be done by now. In fact, I was done by now. <laughs> that's kind of all I got. Yeah, really. but it's that's- still yeah holding 
because there's like the writing is of a standard, right? And like, yeah. there's just you go back to it, there's going to be another story, right? Uh, or it's, not a story, but like, yeah, it's good enough, is, is how I would describe it. Yeah, there's a, there's enough going on that I'm still interested. Keanu is is obviously cool. Yeah, you can't get around that. Like he's he's he is cool the every, all the entire time. Even if even if the tone does suffer from its you know the stuff we mentioned before, like it's a little yeah. overly crude in its language i guess um not to my tastes to be so far down there and it's not even done in a comedic way like 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 a bullet storm (laughs) or kind of like that it's it's just a it's just there it's just it's just how people seem to talk in this universe and it kind of sucks that that's that's the norm um and even keanu's getting involved in that but Somehow, because it's Keanu, it's kind of okay, <laughs> and it works. He remain he remains a draw. What was it? What was the phrase? No, he, you're spectacular. <laughs> Whatever it was. Cyberpunk's all right. Right. And that's your main thing, apart from occasional bit of Doug for a video. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of Doug, a little bit of Rocket League, um, of both kinds, main end side swipe. Uh, I tell you what, I did play very briefly, very briefly. I played a mission of Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition. God. Oh, <laughs> preparing for the next. 100 hours <laughs> yeah at least so after zach and i get through age of calamity to some level of satisfaction we've got that to do but i'm pretty sure we can we can just complete yeah, age of calamity, right we, we can probably because i don't it, think yeah. it's going to have any like extra extra post game yeah i don't i don't think there's going to be any kind of like you know it, it's it is well i mean there is literally just in the menu just a list of all missions <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, yeah you yeah. can just go through that <laughs> Yeah, I mean, bit- conceivably we might not get every Korok seed and chest in every mission. Maybe, except we might need all the Korok seeds well, because might- presumably they are only used for other missions. <laughs> Depending on what the unlocks for those missions are, but you might want to do those because, as we've discovered, like it turns out doing basically. Okay, let's let's skip on to that. Like all I'll say about Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition, I guess, is that it's quite different. It's more different than I was expecting. Right. Um, it's kind of. It's kind of a big deal how much the breath of the wildness they apply to Age of Calamity is actually actually matters to how that game plays. Because you can imagine a lot of that is not here mm. in this one, in, in Definitive Edition. Um, it's a different beast. I'm not necessarily. I'm not sure that that's whether that's for the better or worse yet. It's just. I think it means it will be less of a. Um, we're just playing, continuing to play the same game. If you see what I mean, I think it's going to be interesting right. for different reasons. So that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Also, it didn't run nearly as badly. <laughs> it was a bit more performant. A bit. Well, you haven't seen it in co-op, though. Oh, no, we were, I was playing co-op. Oh, no, wait, yeah, you I were. Was, I was playing co-op. co-op. Um, <laughs> you need to find where the equivalent of the Korok woods are and see how badly <laughs> it runs. Yeah. Well, actually, that's not actually really that much worse in Age of Clarity than anywhere else. <laughs> the no. whole game is about as bad. Yeah. Although it was, it is definitely worse in that area, I think. But it's not as noticeably worse as it was in Breath of the Wild, I guess. Well, I mean, considering that in, in Age of Calamity you do, like, you know, Age of Calamity fights in the forest, <laughs> yeah. it's actually running way better than Breath of the Wild was. I suppose, yeah, uh, <laughs> arguably. 
So anyway, yeah, Zach and I finished the main story of Age of Calamity. Kind wow. of abruptly. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that made the story really necessarily held together as well as we'd hoped towards the end. Well, I mean, it, it just became a bit of a nothing, right? Well, I mean, it was always a bit, bit of a nothing because as we kept <laughs> saying, we were just like the mysterious evil wizard dude was very inconsequential right up until the last possible moment That's where good. he continued to be inconsequential. Yeah. And it's... you fight him one more time in the last mission. I mean, what, what is the basic story of that game? <laughs> mysterious little robot from the future. Let's get the band back together. We get the band together. We get the, the divine beasts. We start to lose. More people turn up. We start to win. We win. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty much the story. Not many twists and turns. I mean, it is just like it's the story of what would have happened in Breath of the Wild if, like, he if everything had been shifted like two months forward uh, or backwards, rather. Yeah, like if you'd been more aware of what was going on in Breath of the Wild by like just a couple of months, you would have had all this happen because that's pretty much is what happens. Yeah, yeah, and they do kind of specifically say this is a whole different world. They they go out of the way, so it's not just a different timeline. It's a different world. It created a new world. I mean, it's a new timeline. (laughs) It's the same thing. I guess. guess. Yeah. So it's the timeline where a hundred years before, right? But too, but they had a bit more warning. So yeah, you basically, because the time traveling egg guardian comes yeah. and warns you. Essentially, the mini guardian. Right. And now in the post game, we have to rebuild it because it sacrificed itself in the last vision. Kind Spoilers. of, <laughs> kind of, yeah. The egg, the egg guardian. Yes. Mm. Um, yeah. So there's a whole, obviously a whole lo- load of quests opened up that immediately I thought were just going to be like a grind fest because it just it didn't it looked like they were just like item things and then we did like one of the side quests we hadn't done or one of the new ones and then it suddenly opened up a whole load more. Well, I mean, so it's, it's, like, it's always been like that. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it looked the... a little sparse on the on the on the post game side content at first, and then it was and then suddenly you do a thing and then it's like oh no here we go here we go here's all the right. other icons. There's plenty, yeah. Packed full of content this game. Mm. You guys have been playing it for months. Oh, we're we're up we're past a hundred hours at this point. Are we? Mm. I think we're still in the nineties. Nine ninety something. Yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah Just we're to get close. to the end of the the main story. Yeah. Kind of. And that's doing pretty much every side thing along the way. Yes. You, yeah, uh, of course. You probably don't have to. And also in very hard. <laughs> and in very hard mode, yeah. <laughs> we've, spent, we've definitely spent multiple hours on single missions. Yeah. <laughs> occasionally. Boy. That's been quite annoying when it's like been a Sunday night and it's like, I need to go to bed. I've got to work tomorrow. And it's been like, but we can't get, we've already sunk several hours at, into this mission. We've got to finish it. <laughs> mainly been a problem if we if we foolishly started a main mission as yeah. the last thing we were going to do <laughs> yeah we, we were not smart about that at times um i say we it's usually me so like, let's do it can't be that bad so it was that bad <laughs> but here you are at the end well yeah we're, we're sort <laughs> of, the end. We've 80 percent in fact we've got a whole other 20 hours of content left apparently stuff to do yeah and i've been spoiled that there are several characters we're missing okay well i mean one of them is fairly obvious i, I know of three that we're missing well yeah and as you say one of them is pretty obvious <laughs> um um but yeah i think we're i think we're missing three playable characters which is weird because because there's not going to be any game left to play them in well no and also it doesn't make the the, the list won't look nice well so maybe there's four yeah exactly <laughs> 
or maybe they maybe they pre accounted for the DLC, but then that's too that's too many. Then there's, there's, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's, the DLC has two more characters. So um, yeah, looking forward to figuring out even more weird ways to fight. If indeed they are still relevant by the time we uh, unlock them, yeah. I mean, we're still technically with we've just just now at this point unlocked like a whole. Well, it's not a very big new mechanic thing, but like every character has a slight alteration to their fighting style mm. at this point. Yeah, they gain, you unlock. they gain something else that happens in that all that they can do. Although it's generally not a particularly big one. No, it's not a huge deal. Was it like Mifa gains a shockwave as she bursts out of puddles? Yeah. Um. Or. I still don't really know what the point in the Master Koga one was. Like where like when you eat a banana, some dudes <laughs> surround dudes. you. And it's like, I don't even know what those dudes are doing. They just sort of stand there. And there's the other mystery of whatever of whatever Impa's one is, because Rob kept doing it, or at least we assume he was doing it. Yeah, there was a prompt that came up for every now and then. Though. And then when I, I when then when I played it, it never showed up at once. So yeah. whatever Rob was doing, I wasn't doing it. It wasn't triggering. And and because it was in the middle of a combo or something, or in the middle of an, a set of actions, I never—I don't think I ever triggered it. Yeah, and, um, and as usual, the like the only bit of descriptive text you get when you unlock it doesn't tell you what the fuck it really is. Nope. It's like dodge at the right time, and then something will happen. And it's like isn't dodging at the right time what you're doing to trigger like flurry rushes? That's like that—that that <laughs> yeah. is that mechanic, isn't it? Yeah. What even is that? And I'm not—I'm not even sure I was dodging. Yeah. Like, for the, so the prompt may have been something we've we've just unlocked as a combo, and I've just never been able to do it. Maybe. Or... I don't. I don't know. But I never saw it, so <laughs> I couldn't actually help discover what it was. Yeah, and you're anyway, still getting things to like improve your weaponry and stuff like that, so you can do even more damage, which is kind of necessary because some of our characters have been falling behind quite a lot. Yeah, because we haven't been. There's a trick to that game to like leveling up your weapons quicker, and you can just fuse them in, and you, but you need money to do that. So you're looking out for the weapons that have like increased fusion bonus, so then you can farm those and then fuse that into the weapons you actually want and get a massive XP bonus, so it's a bit quicker. Unfortunately, with like a good number of the characters on the list, we've never got a fusion weapon for them, so a lot of them are. But it's unfortunately also in like a self-reinforcing thing where like because those characters don't have a weapon that's currently useful we don't use them but then they don't get weapon drops because you don't use them yeah <laughs> so you don't get the fusion weapon to make the weapon i mean you do seem to get like the odd random one yeah, for random, random characters after a mission sometimes yeah. but like you get more for the characters, characters you're, you're using used. yeah I feel like I'm constantly reminded about just how good a skin job they did on the, on Dynasty Warriors, especially now that I've seen Hyrule War, the first Hyrule Warriors, right? And it's just like just just how good the Breath of the Wildness is yeah. here. Mm. And obviously, that's more to do with the strength of just how good Breath of the Wild style is. Art but, style is, yeah. Um, <laughs> man, Still impressive. They, yeah, they did a hell of a job on this thing. Apart from making it run. <laughs> Apart from making it run, yeah. <laughs> Man, when and I mean, I know we're so far in and it's pointless now, but like, like I should probably have a proper look at how well it runs under Simu or something like that. <laughs> I forget which one it which one it is. I mean, no, Simu's the Wii U 
Wii U one, I think. I think I need you need Yuzu for the Switch. Um, Maybe you could extract the save file somehow. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, what yeah, I don't know. Has, Nintendo save system it has. Those don't save on your SD card, though, do they? Saves they save somewhere internally. You can move um, them between the internal and the SD usually. Oh, can you? I thought that was only like the actual game files. No, I think the saves are like independent. It's weird because I think you could actually even have them be on the opposite thing from where the game is. Like you put <laughs> right. the game on the internal and the, and the save is on the SD. Huh. Yeah, okay. Maybe those can be reached with some sort of... Because my, lap, my, um, my work laptop has an SD card reader. So I can maybe have a look, see what's on there. <laughs> Make sure you don't fuck it up. Because like, yeah. you don't want to yeah. lose 90 hours of no. <laughs> progress. Definitely, definitely not. Well, I could probably take just like a hard image. I've got like imaging software for flashcards, so I could probably just take a hard image of the of the card as it is right now. And if everything does go wrong, just rewrite the whole image back to it. Just do a dump. Or, you know, do a read from it in the first place and just work off a different card. Or just don't bother with any of this. That's or don't said. do it, don't do any of this, because it is a bit pointless. It's yep. a bit, bit moved at this point. But I would like to see how well Yuzu runs this thing. Mm. See if it's a bit more stable. I wonder if they'll do like if if Switch Pro comes along, whether that also solves the problems, or if it's just how that thing was developed. Yeah, like, there's just something just jank about the engine. <laughs> yeah, do you think if you throw power at it, it will actually make it better? Or yeah, yeah don't don't know. I'm slightly it's doubtful. <laughs> hey, that'll do me. Cool. Zachary Burgess, what have you been buying? Well, that was the convenient transition game, actually. Mm. Apart from Dirk, obviously, but we didn't play that much of that. Apart from the video. And I haven't really played that much of it. It's still, I mean, I've been progressing this. I feel like I'm doing better with progressing the season, maybe, except I don't, I can't possibly be because I haven't even been grinding at all yet. Mm. <laughs> Unless they did suddenly change it and it was a, like, how fast you progress through it or something. Are you doubting yourself? Yeah, I don't know. I judging by just what I thought the numbers looked like and the scaling of like the XP, I didn't think they changed anything. And obviously I didn't haven't seen anyone else saying that it seems better or worse. Mm. But yeah, I'm still working my way through that season pass. I'm done. I'm like I've done the left-hand branch of the tree. Right now, I'm going to do the middle, and then I'll get onto the right. I'm at like level thirty, so I'm like technically a third of the way through. I guess. Jeez. Still too long. Yeah, it really is. Get rid of all the crafting materials out of those goddamn unlock trees, and then you'll be good. Yeah, that's probably true. You probably because you don't really need them. Like if you're if you're playing the game that much, you're getting all the materials you need anyway, right? Yeah, in theory. Apart from maybe Phaser Knight, I mean, I guess you can keep that. Yeah, okay, <laughs> that, that, that sounds fair. Especially because Phaser Knight is not actually that common, really, in the in the mission. No, I think I've only seen it once in a mission, and, and then there was there was a couple of bunches yeah. of it in the same mission. Um, that might even be the one we videoed. Yeah, it might. So you might see it. <laughs> so yeah, there's that. Um, and then I've continued to randomly play a few other things, bits of Terraria and whatnot. But I guess the main thing is that I've gone back to Factorio. Yeah. Uh, why? Why? 
Well, it has been literally a year since I last played Factorio. Oh, okay. okay. Point to Steam. That is longer than I thought. Yeah. But Still, I, why? I mean, you know, it's been <laughs> it's been a year, so there's been a chance for some more mods to happen. Oh, I see. Yeah. Ah. Only like two, and I've only played one of them so far, so maybe that's... Well, there we go, it's Factorio mods, so, you know. Playing a, a mod or mod pack of Factorio is still like, you know, an entire game of Factorio, so mm. it takes quite a while. Many, many hours. But yeah, so the first one I've been playing is just like... It, it, it's a slightly weird mod pack because it, it basically uses the Angels, Angels and Bobs pack but for the graphics, basically. So it used, it, all the buildings just look like the Angels and Bob stuff, but then the, the like recipes and whatnot are just remixed a bit, which might, which is, you know, that's basically how all, all the mod packs of Factorio work at a certain level. It's just like you remix the mes- recipes and then you reuse the buildings most of the time because making new graphics is hard. Mm. <laughs> Much easier to just change the num- numbers in a text file that will change what the recipes mean. Sure, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so this one reuses the Angels and Bob's graphics, but then like kind of inverts the progression where it's like instead of being, instead of you crash landing on this planet and then having to build a rocket to get off and making a shit ton of pollution on along the way, it's the opposite. You you're, you start on the, on the barren planet and you have to try and make life by building a giant factory. <laughs> Weirdly. Life factory. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you have you start Are you off taking the pollution and turning it into life, kind of, because you start off with like your only resources are like iron and then aluminium, because there's no there's no fossil fuels, obviously, because there's no life, so you don't have anything. So all of your early game power is like renewable, so you're mm. building wind turbines and whatnot, and then you have to worry about storing it. But then also because you're because it's the low tech at the start, you don't have you know the usual grid batteries that you use in factory you have to build like physical energy storage so the first thing you get is like you you have a special electrolyzer that when there's excess power on the grid it splits water into hydrogen and oxygen and you just store those and then you recombine that into steam when you're when you need the power okay so it's like a battery but it's a physical right right thing the component parts of energy <laughs> yeah basically and then there's other versions of that because I still haven't got to having actual batteries yet. Like the second tier is instead of splitting the water into hydrogen and oxygen, you just compress gases and then revent them back through a turbine when you need the energy. Mm. So, so you use like compressed nitrogen, mainly because you don't have anything else to use nitrogen for, and you get a shit ton of nitrogen out of the atmosphere, of course. <laughs> because the atmosphere is basically made only of nitrogen and carbon dioxide, and you need the carbon dioxide to make pretty much fucking everything because it's you know that's how you get carbon (laughs) right for all your plastics and whatnot that you need to make all this technology you're going to need all that carbon but then you get a shit ton of nitrogen as well which up to that point you're just venting because it's like just send it back into the atmosphere it doesn't matter Hmm. but now it's like no you can temporarily keep it and compress it and use it as an energy storage mechanism but yeah so you start so Presumably you only use it when you've got excess energy because always it's... Yeah, like, otherwise yeah. you just vent it. Yeah. But yes, so the, the progression, of this, progression of this thing is like you're starting off with... Because compressing it must take energy, right? That whole yes, thing. That, yeah. that's why you're storing the energy in the compression. But yes, you're progressing through this weird sort of inverted factory where you're starting off with basic metal stuff and the basic chemistry stuff that you're pulling straight out of the atmosphere, but with the end goal of being able to make the actual 
life forms. And it seems like it's hard to tell at this point because I haven't got anywhere near this part of the game yet. But it seems like once you once you get through the sort of factory part of the tech tree, it almost sort of changes into the into the life forms part of the tech tree. And then that whole system seems like it has some requirements. Like it's several of the recipes for like the different life forms, like the biters and the worms and whatnot that you're going to be able to place have little comments in, in them that say that like they 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 prefer to live near these things or near these things or on this type of land oh. and it and they also prefer the, the there to be like 70% oxygen in the atmosphere. Ah, huh, okay. So there's there's there I'm is not quite sure what the bonuses do yet or well, I'm not if, sure. if if you follow those rules. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how it's going to manage that. Presumably it will just be like some kind of actual bonus because mm. there are like overall bonuses that you can unlock that sort of aren't attached to anything in factorio like you know mining productivity or character movement speed that kind of stuff because it's not actually attached to anything it's just like a global bonus sort of passive so yeah. you probably could just have a building that like creates the oxygen bonus by just feeding it oxygen <laughs> probably something along those lines i'm imagining but then like the terraforming seems to be They've they've weirdly repurposed the artillery cannons to be able to like launch terraforming drones. So you just like target an area on the map and it fires a terraforming drone that then terraforms a little section, hmm. which sounds interesting. And then there's also like if you in the in the very late game when you start needing types of materials that aren't on the planet, like copper doesn't exist on the planet to start with. So when you need that, you can send out like asteroid mining. Except all that really is doing is it's reusing. I think it's probably I haven't seen it yet. I think it's probably going to reuse like the nuke explosion. Except you're going to be targeting like an asteroid drop, and then it's going to create an ore field <laughs> under where the big explosion happens, hmm. which is kind of a cool idea. But again, it's like this weird like we're we're repurposing all of the individual elements of Factorio, but then like inverting it for some reason. Also, I think. When I started the map, the game when it when you create the map at the start, pollution was off by default, and I think that's the, intentional. And I, the, I was right. Thinking, so you're not landing on a. You're actually not landing on a polluted planet in the. No, it's barren, just like okay. empty. But like, I think if I had turned that on, it might have screwed it up. Because obviously, in so does that like? Because if you had turned it on, does that like create? It would create the the aliens, right? Well, like, no, because the the aliens just don't exist. And in normal factory, the like nests absorb the pollution, and then that creates the units. I see. Okay. So it, that's how they attack you via the pollution. So without the nests, there's no there's no actual no angry um, angry aliens. So in the early game, it wouldn't have mattered if pollution was on because there's nothing to aggro. But then I imagine that all what would have happened if you had pollution on through the whole game, you would have had this huge pollution cloud, and then as soon as you spawned the ability for enemies to exist, you'd just get completely destroyed, because there'd be so much pollution, they'd just eat it all and breed a huge army. Presumably. Yeah. Assuming that they do actually still attack you, that's the other thing. Yeah, I mean, I was going to ask, like, why would you be making life if you're 
kind of gets hurt by it. Well, again, that's another thing that is just like somewhere in the tech tree that I saw this, but one of the unlocks is to get the laser turrets, which you normally use to defend your base. Mm. Except in in the like rewritten description of the laser turret, it says, encourages life forms to stay in their correct habitat, <laughs> which is maybe a funny way of saying it kills them. But... <laughs> <laughs> or are they like stun guns or something? Yeah, it's like, or get back, get back. Because presumably, if assuming that the like enemy mechanics still function the same, they will try and form new bases, mm. and that could spread into your base. Because without the pollution, they theoretically won't attack you, even if they absorb, even if they could absorb the pollution, because pollution causes them to target the buildings. Mm. So they could expand, but like not actually aggressively. Essentially, maybe I don't know. Hmm. We'll see if I ever get to that. Unless point that again. whole thing is turned off, like where you know pollution actually doesn't affect them at all. Yeah, it's because like non-hostility is also an option in regular Factorio. Hmm. Like you can set the aliens to be passive, and but, but that, they still grow. Yeah, they still grow. It's like it's a, in base game Factorio. It's like a weird toggle state where you set it to be passive. And then, so long as you never attack them, they never attack you until you do attack them, and then it just flips it to normal. Mm. So they can expand and do all the normal things, but then, if you, obviously, if your factory then gets in the way, you're going to have to shoot them, <laughs> and then that <laughs> triggers the whole normal factory right. system. And I don't wonder, wonder how much of Factory you could play just like by building around the aliens. Hmm. What, if they weren't too dense. And literally pen them in, I suppose. Yeah, just incorporate them into your base, basically. <laughs> I, the trouble is, I think that the, the aliens do sometimes attack things even when they're passive if it gets in the way of pathing. Oh, right, I see. Like, that might not permanently aggro them like it might not flip the state yeah but, if but they, they would still they destroy it if they can't go where they want to go yeah but yeah i don't know we'll see if i can get to that point in this mod because it's it does have some like problems with like the early game progression is i feel kind of unnecessarily slow and <sighs> They want. I think they've tried to make it so that everything is always useful. So, like, you make like an iron plate at the start, and then you turn that into like all these other components, and like, and so you've got this upgrade basically, where it's like the iron plates get turned into iron gears, and then the iron gears get turned into motors or whatever. But then, then the iron plates are always used, and but then it tries to do that with basically everything. So, if you're making like a tier two storage tank that uses a tier one storage tank, but it also uses like a tier one pipe, but I'm not using tier one pipes as actual pipes any longer because I've got tier two pipes. So tier one pipes then only exist as a component in this building. And like, that's cool for like, you're never wasting things that you've previously built. Like mm. when I upgraded all my pipes to tier two, it's like, I've got all these tier one pipes, but they are going to get used eventually mm. in, mm. in all these buildings. But that just makes everything way, way more expensive in the long term. Because every like tier two building has the tier one building as a component of it. And mm. then that tier one building has a bunch of other components that were previously components. So you're it's like You've always got to build up in all, all three tiers. Yeah, you've always like tier two isn't just tier two, it's like tier one and tier two. Yeah, it's a one it's a one plus two. <laughs> so it just makes everything very expensive, which just really mm. slows down the progression quite a lot. And also it suffers the the classic mod problem of you can never settle on your final design until 
so far into the tech tree. Like when you're making an right. iron, when you're yeah. making an iron smelter, and it's like okay, the iron smelter, you put iron ore in there, and you get iron plates out. That's fine. Except then there's like the tier two version where first of all you have to crush the ore, and then you smelt it with coal, and then it makes iron plates, but more efficiently. And then there's a tier three version of that where you have to include acid and stuff, so you can never like just build a smelting array. You have to like either plan super far ahead and be like what is this going to look like when i do eventually have the whole system or you have to demolish everything every time you reach one of those new steps yeah i see but then but then maybe for some factorio players that's what they actually want right they want to be able to well i mean they want they want want that whole thing to not just be i'm going to blueprint this out and and use it forever yeah i mean that does kind of help in some ways and it does also sort of encourage things like building everything more modularly so you can just be like this is my iron smelting block and then once i get the upgrade i can just delete that but it doesn't interface with the rest of the factory except for it just sends iron parts out so Mm. i can just replace that quite easily but then that also leads to the other problem where in this mod the robots are super expensive and you don't get them very early and even when you do get them they're very they don't get their upgrades very quickly so they're super slow so that makes you even less likely to want to completely demolish large sections of factory. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know how far we're going to get through this one. But then the other mod that I'm looking at, which I haven't started yet, is just like another more typical factorial mod where it just like extends everything further. It seems to be about it seems to be about making more and more expensive things in the late game, which is mm. more traditional. Still haven't heard any news about the Factoria expansion that they're still working right, on. Yeah, but they have. They did one when Factorio came out. They did specifically say that basically they weren't going to. They were not going to spoil the, the expansion. They were just going to go fairly silent and just work on and it and just put it out and be like, figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually pretty cool. Although as the advantage we, of not being early access anymore. Well, I guess. yeah. Although, as we said at the time, the fact that they hired the guy who made the space exploration mod, and and the space exploration mod basically always was like what the end game of Factory was theoretically going to be, mm. that maybe kind of spoils what the expansion might be, anyway. Yeah, maybe. Unless they were like, "Okay, you've probably done what we were going to do. Let's not do that because you've done it." But clearly, you've got the chops for coming up with something. Well, maybe. Yeah, we can. We can hope. We'll see what happens. I mean, realistically, if they do make a, a properly fully integrated version of space exploration, that probably would be fine. Because it, it's not. I mean, it's it's amazing how much it does, but it's still a mod at a certain level. Mm-hmm. If you had everything integrated, you could do it much more cleanly, probably. Sure. So yeah, that's Factorio. A twist. What's the mod even called? Which one? The one I've been playing? Yeah. I don't remember. It's called like Nullius or something. Nullius. <laughs> Nullius. Although I think I, like, I might get that wrong because I think I've named my save file nil, which is not, I think it's null. I think the mod, I think I've just named that save file wrong. I've got the <laughs> I and the U mixed up. <laughs> Nullius. Nellius, Nellius, Nellius. The trouble is, there's also a famous Factorio YouTuber called Nilius, I think. Oh no! So it's just like this is all confused. Oh no! 
I mean, I'm going to try and Google it, but I'm sure we'll have a bad time. <laughs> well, I mean, you could probably easily find the mod on the Factorio mod database because that's just a web page. Fair enough. But yes. Nullius. And then yes. the other the other mod that I might play is like the 248K mod or something, I think. It is, in fact, Nullius. Okay. It does have the U first. My save file is, in fact, named wrong. <laughs> Not that that matters. And that's more or less all I've been playing. I mean, <laughs> right when it's Factorio, it's that that takes over everything. Well, yeah, kind of. Except I've still been playing some Terraria and whatnot. I feel I feel like I'm waiting to get into a into a multiplayer game again shortly, but we haven't decided what we're going to do yet. Mm. It might be Factorio. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely possible. God, man, thinking about like, going back to our last game of multiplayer Factorio, because we got so far into that mod that we were playing then, but that mod is so incredibly complicated. It's it's probably the most complicated Factorio mod. doesn't necessarily have the most content. It's just the most complicated. Mm. <laughs> but, like, going back to that, I, I think I could probably get back into that mm. just by looking at it and remembering what we were doing. But then again, I kind of have that memory, as we previously discussed about my my memory of the weird video game shit that you'd think you'd forget after so many years, like in Zelda. The sort of how does this even work kind of stuff. <laughs> I just remember things, so I think I probably could get back into that so far. I just don't know if other people could. <laughs> <laughs> right. And starting over is always more interesting, providing you're not replaying the same thing. Like if we if we played. The mod that I'm playing now, if we played Nullius in multiplayer, that would probably be fine for them to start over. And for me, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'll play it again. In fact, I'll play it again and, and then therefore be more efficient, of course. I, I, I know from, from my perspective, I don't really want to dedicate time to that sort of multiplayer experience. You know, something where I've got to be in and stay in, right? It's, um, I'm, yeah. not really, I'm not really up for those sorts of things anymore. It's like... um. Uh, my Cambridge crew have got like into space engineers of late, <laughs> and that is definitely another one of those you have to play it for a long, old time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More power to them, but it's that's just not not something I uh, I'm going to drift into. I want to play a game, get in, get out these days. If I'm going to do, especially in multiplayer, mm. I don't want to feel beholden of others. Yeah, that is and a, if and yeah. if I was to just weigh it, weighed in on it, it's like I'd be my own little disaster zone off in a corner anyway. Yes, that is. <laughs> That does seem to be how it is. I mean, that is that has always been sort of my problem with wherever we've played these games like Factorio and Satisfactory and whatnot in in multiplayer is that I usually end up playing a parallel single player game at the same time anyway. Right. <laughs> and and by single player game I mean in the same game. Like I'll play <laughs> oh, I see. the multiplayer game of Factorio and the single player game of Factorio at the same time because <laughs> it's like I'm if they're not there. I need to continue, but not in the multiplayer save, in my own save. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, maybe I'll intentionally not progress any further than we've got in multiplayer, just so we don't... just so You don't spoil it. Yeah. Well, so we don't spoil it, and, like, so I don't get confused about what I'm doing. Oh, right. Like, okay. the tech levels are all the same, so mm. I can apply the same knowledge across the multiplayer and single-player games. But, yeah, that is that does tend to be what happens with me. <laughs> Because I can't, I can't resist when I'm into a game like that. It's like some people can't keep up, so therefore I need more. Need more. So that's that. 
I just remembered something else I did very briefly dip into oh, as yeah. another one of these. I needed a short, I needed a short time filler. Played mm. some more Dirt Five, okay, because I still haven't finished oh, anything yeah. in that game, and it's like I'm getting close. The end is in sight. That doesn't seem like that would be. Well, no, I guess I was going to say it seems like it seems like that would be a game you could go back to very easily. I mean, it, I, it's it's not really as in yeah, depth it's not, it's not that difficult. No, it's not a super. And and in and in fairness, I I ran into a against a couple of couple of problems I've had consistently with that game, where every now and then it just seems to be an impossible event. Right. Like if you're playing it at the difficulty level I was, which I think is max. Um, Every now and then, it just seems to be an event where it's like, I don't know how you could win this because it has all the problems I mentioned before. It's one of those games where I'm pretty sure the AI doesn't follow the same driving model that you do, mm. or they're driving mm. with all the assists on and you're not, that kind right. of thing, and or their assists work slightly differently. And there are just points where it's just like, I, I'm, I can't possibly keep up with you somehow. It's like it just doesn't, I, it just doesn't seem, it just doesn't seem possible. <laughs> um, uh. You know, and to some extent, it, the game's at max difficulty, right? I expect that to be hard. Yeah, but it doesn't feel hard because uh, it doesn't doesn't feel hard because I'm doing well or worse uh, or worse than the AI. It feels feels hard because they can do they they just can drive in a way I can't um, physically. Um, so I, I knocked the I knocked the difficulty down, and I might just churn through a few things if I need short time racing. <laughs> I just want to knock them out now. Yeah, because um, yeah, I want I want a bit of challenge, but not enough to make it a frustrating experience. It's a bit uneven, like the terrain. Yeah, dirt five, dirt, a EA dirt. property now. <laughs> <laughs> Until it's a Comcast property, <laughs> you shall see. Right, I think that's about going to do a podcast. I reckon it's about uh, going to do. Yep, it's about going. It's about going to do one. Do it. Done. Go done. Do a podcast. <laughs> Not internet radio. <laughs> this is pre-recorded. No, you, you although it's do it back. I, I mean, we could live stream this most of the time, and it wouldn't be any different. It's not no. like it's not, <laughs> probably. It's not like there's any <laughs> hard edits apart from that one we did earlier. Yeah, <laughs> see if you can Let's spot be- it. Yeah. <laughs> the slick editing at the beginning uh and that's we're a podcast yes <laughs> we are a podcast uh, we are podcast um we are also videos on um youtube.com the happy father channel you can find um our recent playthrough let's play of ocarina of time which we're making our way through and the occasional dirk video coming up <laughs> just to <laughs> fill in the gaps. Uh, so uh, stay tuned there for those. And um, we'll be back here on happysalad.net and where you find your podcasts for another podcast because we are podcast and, in two weeks. <laughs> I do love a good podcatchers. Indeed, all podcatchers. Oh, well, not all of them, I suppose. Because, <laughs> you know, Spotify now does podcatchers. And I haven't necessarily yeah. figured out how we do that. So what you say, good yeah, they, yeah. They, they're good, good the ones that we exist on. That's true. <laughs> Cat, if we don't exist on them, then they're, they're not good. It's not a good podcatcher. Pod yeah. No. Yeah. Catch you on the podcatcher in two weeks. Uh, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye.